1: Good morning and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Premiership Sundays Follow Europa League Thursdays As the top two return to domestic action Celtic head along the M8 They take on Livingston after seeing off Wren And Rangers can they get back to winning ways When they welcome Hamilton Ackies I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Question marks over Celtic's last two
2: away games A turgid 1-0 win at Hamilton Then followed by what Neil Lennon referred to as a flat performance Against the Hymns Where two points Were left behind At Easter Road Now They go to play On the worst pitch In the Premiership And against A Livingston team Dedicated to stopping Others from
1: playing Tough call for Celtic today Let's get the team news From the Tony Macaroni Alison Conroy's there Alongside Jim Duffy
3: yeah, Neil Lennon makes just one change for this game from that one against Cluj in midweek. Maritza Bauer comes in for El Hamid. So the teams, first of all, for Livingston make four changes. It's Sarkic in goal, a back four of Devlin, Lammy, Guthrie and Macmillan. In the midfield, Lawless, Bartley, Jacobs and Crawford. Up top, Robinson and Dykes. On the bench for Libby, Stewart, Sibbald, Pepe, Madoffin, Lawson, Miller and Suda. For Celtic, Fraser Forster in goal, a back four of Bauer, Ayer, Julian, and Bolling Golly. In front of them, Brown and McGregor. Then the three of Forrest, Christie, and Ilya Nussi, with odson Edward as the lone striker. On the bench for Celtic, Gordon, Beaton, Bio, Sinclair, Hayes, Cham, and El Hamid. Your referee is Willie Collum. Jim Duffy, we'll start with the Celtic team. Really, no surprises that he hasn't changed much. Are you surprised that he's brought Bauer in for El Hamid?
4: Uh, no, not really. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, that uh, Bourne's got the long throw. Uh, he is quick and uh, he likes to get forward. So I think maybe, Alhamid. I mean, again, the, the artificial surface can sometimes play a part when you're never sure when managers make making decisions. But I'm a bit surprised he's not made more changes because the last time when they played Kamalika for European game, uh, we felt that uh, he wouldn't do it and he did. And this time uh, I felt he would make, probably make maybe four or five changes, only made the one. So uh, I think with the international break coming up, uh, he's maybe thinking, well, some of his players will get a little bit yeah. of a breather anyway, so therefore, let's see if we can um, continue the good form. Is this one of the
3: trickiest league grounds for him to come to in the back of a, a, a big night on Thursday?
4: Yeah, I think so, I mean, I think Hughes uh, said it there. You know, not many of the players enjoy the surface, but I, I do think it's better than, the, than um, you know, maybe sometimes looks on TV and stuff like that. And the rain, I think, has definitely helped it. It's been pouring the rain mm. uh, all last night, all today. So it's not as sticky. So the, you can watch the players moving the ball around bit. the warm-up. And um, honestly, I had a wee bit of a giggle, I have to say. I don't know if the TV camera's picked up The Willie Collins warm-up <laughs> was absolutely rigorous, brilliant. Rigorous warm-up. Brilliant. It was, uh, I think he's been at yoga classes. But anyway, uh, you know the, the players, I think, as will definitely be happy with the rain. And there's not a breath of wind. So it's perfect. It's as good as conditions you'll get today, put that way at Livingston.
3: What do Livingston have to do to try and get a result against Celtic?
4: Well, I mean, we state the obvious is is defend properly, of course. um, We know the way Livingston play, they're competitive, they're aggressive. Um, you know they don't they don't um, respect you. You know in terms of uh, standing off you and admiring you. And I think that's the way you know Lundqvist have got to play, got to play to their strengths. But as I said, um, you know a couple of weeks ago they have changed it slightly. Although they've still got London Dykes up front, as a physical presence. They do move the ball a little bit uh, more now. They're not quite as as direct as used to be. And saying that after getting the final third, you still see Alan Lithgow coming up and launching that ball into the box, and they you know try and pick up second balls but uh, to, to, to beat a team at Celtic, listen, it's not all about Livingston in that situation, they, they need Celtic to go yeah. off the pace, maybe not fancy it quite as much, so you know that, that would be down to Celtic's attitude if Celtic's attitude is where it normally is um, then they'll win the game but as Hugh's mentioned there, they've had a couple of very difficult performances oh, sorry, uh, away uh, performances away to Hibs and away to Hamilton and uh, again as I said today I think it's going to be a tough test for them but with the quality they have and you know, with the form that you know, several of our players are on just now you would expect them to still win the match
3: So it's just one change for Celtic Bauer in for El Hamid as Neil Lennon looks to go into that international break still top of the Scottish Premiership
1: Mark Wilson, the dropping of points on the road the last time perhaps a... Uh, a less than ideal performance at Hamilton in the away game previously is that reflected in the lack of changes then in the th- team? Yeah,
5: today? I, I think so. I think Neil understands the importance uh, of today's game and how difficult it's going to be, and drop points before an international break and giving Rangers that edge before they kick off. I think would be uh, disastrous for Celtic. So I think he's quite right to go with a very very strong lineup. I think the players will feel good after their performance. The other night um, against Cluj I thought they looked full of energy And Jim Duffy's right The international is just round the corner So I think these guys can go out and play Another 90 minutes at that tempo And then get a well-deserved break after that Bauer coming in at right back I don't think it, a problem Jim highlighted it as well On this tight pitch His long throw will be a weapon Livy's used it for many a year on their pitch And it's caused teams problems Celtic have got that option today
6: yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, there's only one change. I understand, obviously, El Hamid, who I'm a big fan of. I think he said a few niggly problems with the hamstring, maybe, Gordon. So I can understand that one. Um, the guys have touched on it. International break. Uh, they'll get all the rest that they need. Um, it's a difficult place to go. I watched Livingston uh, a couple of weeks ago at Ibrox. The one thing I noticed about them, they're a big physical team. But they can also play And this is a difficult place to go I think Celtic have got too much in their locker But it will be a hard game this afternoon And with Rangers playing Hamilton At three o'clock No disrespect to Hamilton You'd expect them to pick up full points That's why he's went with the best team One one
2: little stat in isolation Gordon When you're talking about players And perhaps The need to rest them And so on and so forth Callum McGregor today Of Celtic's last 89 games he started 81 of them you know, so uh, it is possible for the modern day player to withstand uh, a constant succession of games, domestic and European and international.
7: Let's hear from Neil Lennon. The game is dangerous. You know, it's a difficult tie. I think Livingston away. Um, I think we played them once there last year in drew 0 So we know that mm, goal scoring opportunities sometimes are the premium. You know, uh, we've played on the plastic at Hamilton. Played well, but you know, we only got the one goal, so it's a game that's fraught with you know, enjoying the the basking of last night and then getting back on it again in a short period of time to go and try and win the game. It's important that we do win the game.
1: Jim Duffy, is there a psychological challenge here as well for Celtic and Rangers at other times in the seasons? When you come off these big Europa League nights, a full house, at Celtic Park under the lights, the lovely pitching, it's just a completely Different environment A few days later Of course Celtic Should be favourites To beat Livingston But just a very Different environment And that in itself Must pose a challenge For the players to handle
4: Yeah I think so I think you're a big You know these players that Want to play in big matches You know they, they thrive On big matches And uh, obviously European nights are a special night But uh, you know they're, they're, they, to, to earn the right To play in these big matches Have got to win These type of games uh, To make sure That they get there Year in year out And the Celtic Are you know uh, yeah, sometimes the performances after Europe haven't always been blustering, but they've been effective. They've got a very good record after Europe, so I, I don't think um, you, know, you know you always have to play your best. But Rangers were here a couple of weeks ago, started very very well, scored very early on, and then you know I mean I think most people think oh, if you scored against them oh well that'll be enough, and you know they, it'll take the sting out of but they just held on and. You know, and that, that's the kind of team they are. They, you know, they're, not, they're not going to throw in the towel at any time. And Gordon's right, you know, they're a big physical side. So the one thing Celtic don't want to be doing today is giving away cheap free kicks or, you know, as I said, you know, throw-ins around about the, the box because, you know, Bartley, Lammy, Lithgow, Dykes, you know, they've got a lot... I mean, don't get me wrong, Celtic are powerful now at the back with uh, Julian and Aya, but... You know they they do have a lot of presence, um, and as obviously that's something they've worked on over the last three or four seasons now. So yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be an awkward game. But as I mentioned, I, I think Celtic being in the form, and, and Neil Lennon said there about you know a short period of time, and it is from Thursday to Sunday, kind of lunchtime. But he obviously has looked at his players. You know he's looked them in the eyes. He's had a chat with them all. They feel fresh. They feel good to go, and he's he's more or less went with the same again. and you We're know, just touching on Hugh's point there with Karl McGuire, 81, 89. It's unbelievable. But I think probably out of those 81. I mean, his, his his record of victories must be must be up there, probably about 80%. You know, he's, he's got an unbelievable record. Of, uh, you know, and, and a winning side, and, and a side that's uh, playing with confidence, and that definitely helps. That's for sure.
1: Uh, I'm looking at the, the Celtic defence at the moment. Jim's got a lot of praise recently because Julian's now a lot more settled, ball and goalie as well. Of that continuity there. On the other side, Lyndon Dykes has been getting a lot of praise, deservedly so, from a Livingston perspective. Can he cause them problems this afternoon?
4: Uh, I think it'll be difficult for Lyndon Dykes again. Normally, you find he's a wee bit isolated, but you know he did put his sell about against uh, Rangers a bit. You know, one or two, you know, weren't too happy about some of the challenges, and you know that that's his job to try and upset, the, you know, the big defenders. But normally, big defenders like playing against big physical players. It's a smaller. You know low centre gravity guys that come off and get into the spaces that give them more problems. So somebody up against them, you know, you would th- like to think that would suit Ayer and Julian. But uh, you know, again, listen, it's, it's you know, it's, for me, it's about you know stifling Celtic's midfield. If I think they'll overload in there, I think they'll go 4-5 one at time, Scott Robinson will drop in and they'll they'll try and make it very difficult for Celtic to get their head up. I think when Scott Brown and McGregor drop off, I think you'll see someone right up against them almost, and his shot to try and try and hustle them and, and, and pretty much uh, look at the two centre-backs and say, well, what, what what can you do with the ball? So I, I think that's how they'll play. I think they'll play really tight in the midfield. The, the, the back line won't push up too high. And, and I think, as I said to you, London Dykes will have a, you know, a job trying to occupy both centre-backs. So I think it will be a thankless task at times.
2: Having said all that, Jim, uh, and having agreed that Livingston are very good at what they do, which is stopping others from playing... In the last three games, they've lost each one.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're, they're competitive, but you know, it's hard to get that balance right between as you said, stopping the opposition, but also being creative. I think Scott Pittman been out is a big miss for them. I think Scott Pittman gives them that little bit of extra quality in the final third. I think uh, over the last what four four seasons, he's been a top player for them, but he he's missing. And I think that that's you know that that type of area that that final third, someone who can just find a little pockets of space in there, you not know, only just scoring goals but you know as I said uh, setting up chances for his teammates uh, is something that's been, been definitely been a, a, a hindrance to them. But you know today's game is a game where they know they'll be on the back foot and you know there's not too much expected of them other than uh, you know that, that attitude which they'll always have. They'll always have that. And uh, listen, I'm a great admirer. Uh, I, love it. So I, I like the way they play It's a bit more old school Defenders defend They get it forward They press the game They get it in the box And they're wide It's not about splitting defenders And playing little triangles out And it's uh, Yeah It's maybe a little bit different To what Maybe some people see the modern game But to me It's about rolling your sleeves up And competing mm-hmm. And giving everything you've got For your club And, and, and t- I think that's got to be admired In the modern game
1: And the kick-off At the Spaghetti Had As they now call it Hugh Evans Is coming next <laughs>
4: Slide one, Super Scoreboard with
0: Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.
3: Full time at Tony Macaroni, Lagrina, Livingston 2, Celtic 0. Livingston claimed their first ever victory over the Scottish champions as they end the game with 10 men. They frustrated them from the off. Ryan Christie saw red in the 25th minute for a challenge on Scott Robinson. Celtic did look slightly brighter until the break but it was just after half time that Livingston struck Scott Robinson it 1-0 in the 47th minute rifling the ball in to the net odson Edward then had a free kick saved by Sarchic and Ilyanusi also had a chance save before Lyndon Dyke sealed the win for Livingston in the 63rd minute a long ball, Chris Julian caught napping and he chipped it over, Fraser Forster in to the back of the net Celtic frustrated, couldn't create many chances at all as Livingston claim that 2-0 win full time Livingston 2 Celtic 0 Jim Duffy praise has to go to Gary Holt for these tactics
4: today. Yeah I mean his team uh, were absolutely outstanding Uh, they followed the tactics to the letter, they never let up for the full 90 minutes or 94 minutes and uh, they were a credit to you know Livingston and everything they're about we've said that for the last 3 or 4 years now you know, you know what you're going to get when you come to Livingston, they're going to give everything they're going to be aggressive, they're going to be to get the ball forward and they're going to back it up, they're not going to let you get time on the ball And Celtic just couldn't call me today the guys in the studio were right, Julian just lost it yeah. he just absolutely lost it he's playing against a different style of player in London Dykes and also a different style of football so the likes of Clues, European football everything's technical, anti feet looking at it, seeing if you can impose yourself, but today was really just up against a big guy who was going to rumble him up, old school style, and he'd done it, and he got inside his head, he couldn't handle it, the second goal was typical, he had a wee scrap with him just before that, and then a wee tangle, and then he just lost concentration, long ball over the top, his positional play was gone because his concentration was lost, and London Dykes had a, a fantastic finish. Listen, you have to say all the plaudits have gone to Celtic for the European performance on Thursday, and rightfully so. But the plaudits must go to Livingston today. Um, Matt Wilson said it. You know, I think Livingston's average gates at best probably 2,000. 2,000 of the home fans. Celtic 60,000. The gulf is enormous in resources and quality. But today you didn't see that. You saw a side who gave absolutely everything. I don't. I don't agree with, with you in terms. Of, I don't think Celtic's attitude was a problem today they just weren't at the races, they just didn't look sharp, they looked flat, they looked dead in their feet at times, and uh, Livingston, I think, s- got a sniff of that and sensed it, took full advantage, thoroughly deserved 2-0 victors.
3: Scott Robinson and Linden Dykes with the goals, as Celtic drop more points in the title race, it finished Livingston 2 Celtic nil.
1: What an afternoon in Livingston, Hugh even sum that up yeah. for us. Well, uh, a shambles um, from a Celtic perspective,
2: Livy's historic first ever win over Celtic uh, was thoroughly merited Uh, from the first whistle they were the more threatening the harder working team Uh, for Celtic not one excuse can be found Uh, Ryan Christie let himself down and the team down by being sent off for a reckless mad challenge Uh, And thereafter Various players were exposed Ayer and Julian uh, Formed no type of central defensive partnership at all For me Losing a goal two minutes after The second half whistle has blown Is incredible When you would have time to attempt to sort The poor first half out And no sooner has the second half started Than you find yourself a goal behind And thereafter There was never any likelihood of Celtic scoring. Livy got a thoroughly deserved, a beautifully constructed, well-executed second goal. Neil Lennon, i will be very interested to hear what he has to say. There can't be an excuse of any description in there anywhere. He'd be as well holding his hands up and telling the truth that for the second weekend in a row, they have dropped unnecessary league points, five out of six against a toiling Hibs. And a Libby side Who had the lost Three league games Going into this match A disaster of a day
1: For Celtic And now it's over to Rangers The chance to go Two points clear at the top If they can see off Hamilton Aki's More reaction to Celtic's Defeat in Livingston And we'll go to Ibrox next
0: The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan in the studio We've got Jim Duffy who's still at the Tony Macaroni Having watched Livingston beat Celtic by two goals to nil And what that means of course... His Rangers can go two points clear at the top If they manage to see off Hamilton Ackies at Ibrox this afternoon uh, We're here until six o'clock So we'll just open the phone lines just now If you want to get in touch Let's do it Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans No doubt you're maybe making your way back Or you've turned the TV off in disgust having watched that defeat in Livingston What did you make of it? You can tell us right now We'll keep it ticking along 01419511025 uh, Let's get your immediate reaction uh, How did Neil Lennon seem throughout that, Jim Duffy?
4: Yeah, I mean, he was a bit animated over on the touchline You could actually see him kind of try to calm his players down You know, the two hands at the side He was I'm saying, say, listen, calm down a little bit You know, because you could see They were all getting a bit frustrated And I think that's what happens When you, when you know you're not playing well uh, you know the oppositions get a grip of the game, and, and everyone's just getting a little bit flustered. And you can see, like Julian and Ayer as as Marcus saying, they're getting involved in things. And you need to stay calm. You need to stay composed. And you don't first and foremost, you don't want another man getting sent off. And and secondly, if you if you score a goal, even with five minutes to go, you know you never know what might happen. So. They just kind of lost their way a bit, and I think uh, he—he was—he was the one actually. You know, she was, was trying to just to say to them, listen, just keep, st- stay, stay calm, stay focused, but. Um, no, they were all over the place at times just in the latter stages of the match Jeez, everyone was going long um, I, I get trying to get a goal back but that just suited Livingston perfectly their back fours all six foot plus you know, Bartley in front of them uh, and uh, and then they were bringing Dykes back for for free kicks and all these kind of things so very unlikely unless there was a lapse, a lapse of concentration that they would get an opportunity from that and Never really built the play through. I mean, the guys are saying about the shape. but it, it was a straight four-three-two when when Bayo went on, but the two strikers were, you know, as, as, as you know, maybe not getting into threatening positions enough. And I can't really remember, I think he's a debutant today, that the goalkeeper. I can't really remember him having a save in 90 minutes. I mean, maybe he had one comfortable one, but not, not too many, that's for sure.
1: And no-one's arguing about the decision, certainly, but was Neil Lennon let down? Were the Celtic fans let down? But by Ryan Christie, I mean, if you if you get yourself sent off so early on in a game,
4: I suppose it was. But you know, again, as I put it, I was. It didn't look too bad. Obviously, I, I've only glanced over, as, as you know, Gordon. You're up in the press box. There's a couple of the guys with the laptops, and a, a, a wee glance at it, and, and it looked then like I read all these guys, but. More importantly, the, none of the players complained and, and particularly Ryan Christie was over it. Scott Robinson, I think it was, to say, look, how are you? So I think he knew. He was a bit contrite as he went off. You could see, I think he knew he'd, he'd made a mistake. But I, I just think it was like a boy just doesn't know how to tackle. And, and I think not many people know how to tackle these days. It is very difficult, you know, but um, because of the way the game is. But you can, you know, when you go in with your studs and the guy gets the ball first and there's impact there, then there's every chance that you're going to pick up some card and and obviously it was a red for him today. So, now listen, I, I think he made a mistake, but I don't think he should be hung out to dry for it. You know, I mean, I think Celtic weren't quite at their best anyway. Um, but that certainly would have played a, a major part in the game. There's no doubt about that.
2: You may not know how to tackle, Jim, but does he know the difference between what's dangerous and what isn't?
4: Yeah, I think, yeah, Hugh, I mean, again, as I said, when, when you when you go in like that, when a player just gets it in front of you, it, it does look worse but I don't, I don't think he was the one that was I don't think he was lunging towards the player I think the player just got to in front of him and, and as I said, I've only, listen, I've really only, I, I, as I said, I glanced over a few shoulders, of it, so I, I haven't seen any reruns of it, so you, you may well be right, you've seen it, you know, better than me and from more angles than I've had but uh, listen, as I said, the, the player had no complaints and, and none of the, the players seemed to have any complaints, so I, you know, I, 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 would, I would agree then, obviously that it's, it would be a red card but he' certainly an played a major part in it, there's no there's no, no doubt about that
2: Here's another oddity for you Jim Levy didn't have a single corner in the game one 2 nothing.
4: Yeah Yeah but it's all about How, how effective you are in the box You know Not how much possession you have And how many times you get the ball In the room with the box It's how effective you are in the box and Livy were very effective I mean uh, the first goal was a terrific goal um, again you know they've got space to play in there and uh, uh, Crawford come off and played a lovely little ball with a little reverse pass into the, the diagonal run a straight ball with the diagonal run it's kind of textbook coaching from Scott Robertson and again my pet hate is full backs who are deeper than centre backs and uh, you know Mark playing full back I'm sure he was told often enough you know you, you're never deep on your centre backs because you know if you step, if they step up and you're playing them on I think it was uh, Maurice Bauer that, that played them on Great finish, and the second goal was, I say, just just a complete lapse of concentration. It's just a long ball from inside the the Livingston half, straight over the top, and a and a very composed finish from London Dykes to, 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 to lob a six foot six goalkeeper. It uh, takes a bit of doing, a bit of composure, but uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I don't think it was any less than the Livingston deserved.
1: And now, of course, it's over to Rangers. Can they capitalise? Andrew McLean and Alex Ray are at Ibrox with team news.
8: Well, Stephen Gerrard said last week that Celtic's draw against Hibbs in the early kick-off gave his players a lift. I wonder what that result at Livingston has done today. Rangers with a chance to go top of the league if they can beat Hamilton here today. And they still will be smarting from that midweek late defeat in the Europa League to young boys. They're coming up against the Hamilton team who have looked all right in the past two games. They beat Livingston 2-1 last time out. They had a 0-0 draw against St. mirror and obviously that narrow defeat to Celtic just before that. As for team news, well, Stephen Gerrard has run among the changes for this one from midweek, it's Alan McGregor who starts in goal. James Tavernier retains his place at right back with Connor Goldson, George Edmondson and Borna Barisic completing the back four. It's Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield. The midfield three with Shea Ojo and Greg Stewart, either side of Jermaine Defoe. The substitutes Fodringham, Polster, Katic, Halliday, Arebo, Murphy and Morelos. It's a 5-4-1 for Hamilton going into this one. They start with Wayne Fawn-Williams. In goal, it's Brian Easton, Keita McKenna, Sam Stubbs, Marcus Fjortov and Scott McMahon at the back. It's Adrian Beck, Alex Gog, Ronan Hughes and Blair Alston in the midfield four with George Oakley, the lone striker. The substitutes, Southwood, Hamilton, Cunningham, McKinnon, Miller, Smith and Ogbo. Alex Ray, this is a big opportunity for Rangers to capitalise on that early result.
9: Yeah, absolutely. We s- listened to uh, Stephen Gerrard speak after the last game when uh, Celtic drop points at Hibs Andrew and uh, he'll be saying the same today he has made a few changes, Defoe comes in to lead the line, Edmondson at the back uh, and Stewart re- regains his place uh, in that uh, offensive area as well, so when you take all that into consideration, this is a perfect opportunity to go top of the table, going into the international break, Is exactly what we'd like, Stephen Gerrard will be saying we cannot come a- take our foot off the gas, this is an opportunity to appease the fans for the disappointment on Thursday night and go
8: top of the league, that's exactly what you'd be looking for Well despite that defeat midweek I'm sure the fans will be coming
1: here in high spirits because of that result A 3 o'clock kick off here at Ibrox I mean Alex Ray we speculated last week about you know Does it give you incentive, does it add pressure Last week certainly didn't look like it added pressure to Rangers They rose to the challenge, they swept Aberdeen aside And they cut the gap, would you expect something similar today? Uh, well, listen, I
9: think it's, it's okay in paper saying that, Gordon. I think Hamilton will come in will be set out, as, as Andrew just said. There. I've had a couple of decent results. They go with the back five, four across the middle. I'd expect them to sit in and then try and get balls up to Big Oatley, try and get support. But you're absolutely right, me says. This is, talk about pressure. There's always pressure at Rangers and Celtic, and you have to deliver. If you can't win your home games against Hamilton... It just adds more and more pressure and they will be expecting to go and get a big result today, Going to the nas- international break, Gordon, uh, and top of the table, on the back of that disappointment
1: a couple of weeks ago in the old Firm game. OK, let's look at the team news in a bit more detail then. George Edmondson in, would that be his first league start? I'm going off the top of my head, I think yep. it probably is. Um, not seen a lot of him. And that, that centre-back area for Rangers has been the cause of much focus on these phones in the last few days.
9: Yeah, absolutely. It's an opportunity to see Edmondson. I see. God, I was actually at the game. I think he played uh, right, right centre back that night. He was uh, he, that afternoon. He was comfortable. Uh, he was assured, strong lad. It gives another opportunity to the fans to see what he actually brings to the table. It's a, It's we, we've had callers on the show and they've been saying that it's too much chopping and changing. But the one consistent thing about this is Tavenier and Gosson always seem to make the the starting line lineup. This is an opportunity for Edmondson to go, I'm the man. This is it. The Rangers need to cement a partnership going forward uh, that they can put their hat on. And it's been too much chopping and changing for my liking as well, as the Rangers fans, uh, You know, because you want that continuity. Barisic has actually started to step up as well. So it's a good chance to see young Edmondson see what he brings to the
1: table. At the same time, I mean, this is what we do in this part of the world. And it's good. It's not a bad thing. It's OK to analyse things in detail, Alex. But if you sort of take a step back... Rangers have conceded Five goals in their last 11 games Now two of them Are against Celtic Two of them Are against Young Boys so That that goal record Doesn't strike you As a team who's struggling At the back Yet many Rangers fans Are not Not happy Or, or a bit unsure As to, to To the best combination Back there
9: Gordon you're absolutely right Now Steven Gerrard May put an argument up To say that he wants To give people match time You know Because I was surprised To see that uh, Defoe was in Instead of Morelos Because of the form he's in it may well be a case that he's just taking them out of the final link because you get some international games. But we spoke about this in the show yesterday in terms of playing your strongest team because it's so important to get three points today and then just sitting at the top of the table. And I can't emphasise the importance of that because you get two weeks to stew before you can get uh, rectify these results on the back of today. So uh, from a Rangers perspective, they'll be looking to try and kind of utilise that. From the players who are coming in Stuart will be looking to try and make the same impact He had against uh, Aberdeen last week Edmondson, this is his full, first full uh, league debut At Ibrox as well So uh, it's a big day for him But you look at the personnel that Rangers have I And mean, with the greatest respect
1: to Hamill You'd expect him to go in and get a comfortable result today uh, And Jim Duffy, it, it is that simple Sometimes we oversimplify things But if you're a Rangers fan And you're tuning in You're on your way to the game You have an extra spring in your step Because you know what Celtic uh, have done this afternoon
4: yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, if if you needed any extra incentive, I mean, Rangers should always have it anyway, because they should be challenged for the title, and, you know, it doesn't matter really, you know, in, in essence of what happens across the road, uh, because you've got to do your own job as a Rangers player, but... You know, if, if there's any, uh, uh, I think more more for the atmosphere in the stadium. I think that'll help because, let's be honest. I mean, you know, Rangers are going against uh, Hamilton. You know, the, the the fans will expect them to win. But I think when they hear the result and they go to the game, they're travelling there just now. Uh, on the back of the, the Livingston Celtic uh, scoreline, then that, I think that will generate atmosphere and that will help the Rangers players. I think that will lift uh, the energy and the tempo. If they were feeling a little bit flat after Thursday's result, that will certainly lift them. There's, there's no question about that. And uh, I think I think Hamilton might be thinking, oh no, this is this is not going to be great for us because it could have been a wee bit flat even if Celtic were to win today and, 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 and maybe waiting and the players doing their bit. But I think that result is, is just uh, t- going to turn the volume up.
1: Let's hear from Stephen Gerald Dennis. he looks ahead to the visit of Hamilton Acquis.
10: I think they'll be organised. Um, Brian's a, a really good coach, a good manager. Um, he, he'll make it tough for us, he'll be, he'll be organised, he'll be stubborn um, and they'll come with a threat. You know, we've we, we've had a good few tests against Brian and his team, so um, I think everyone will think this is going to be straightforward, but we certainly don't. Um, I think we'll have to earn the win. And... Um, We'd have to try and find a similar level to we did against Aberdeen And really ask Hamilton a lot of questions And hopefully we've got enough uh, uh, to find the answers But it won't be as straightforward as people think
1: What about the selection then of Jermaine Defoe ahead of Alfredo Morelos? Alex, I don't think, I think, well, take Brian Rice for instance Or any other manager in, in, in Scotland's top flight They're delighted, delighted to have Jermaine Defoe It does seem as if Alfredo Morelos had established himself clearly as the number one but if you can't put Defoe in on days like this when can you? You, you look
9: at the legs that he has round about him as well uh, I think when you look at Jame, Jermaine Defoe and, and his, um you know the amount of goals that he's actually contributed with with uh, the lack of game time I think he's on nine goals already so this is a perfect opportunity for him to kind of continue on that vein as well and I think they're in negotiation maybe about talking about a new contract for Jermaine so everything's good and his, he's happy he's comfortable here uh, and if he continues to score uh, in, in the free-flowing way that he is at the moment Then you would think, okay, another year would be, suffice Because it's not just that You look at the impact he's having on Morelos as well The relationship, uh, the professionalism he's bringing To other guys in and around about him So it's a win-win with him But he has to score the goals uh, in games like
1: this as well right, Gordon, were you surprised to see the full chosen today?
6: No, I think you've got to use your squad, Gordon And... You look at Rangers at home to Hamilton Aquis and no disrespect to them, Rangers, I think, will win that. I think they'll win it comfortably. You're not bringing in a young kid. You're bringing in a proven goal scorer, a guy that's desperate to go off the bench. he come on um, against Aberdeen, scored a terrific goal as well. Um, So, although Morelos is the number one striker, I don't think it's a bad backup, and uh, I'm sure Hamilton will need to really watch his movement because if they give him an opportunity in the box, you put it in the back in it. So I'm not surprised at all. The
5: only real disappointment for Jermaine Defoe since the start of the season is it was he's out and against Celtic. Apart from that, every time he's come on or started for Rangers, he's been a real plus point. He's been a goal scorer. I mean, he comes on at McDermott Park the other week, grabs a, a couple against Aberdeen so it's only right he gets a start and you guys are entirely right if you kind of put him in a game like today then when can you? Rangers will have too much you know even with those changes and Thursday night and the travelling Rangers will have too much today for Hamilton. and the added incentive for going top top of the league yeah. is is all they should need Hamilton are always going to meet a vengeful Rangers today because of the
2: disgust that Rangers felt Over the, the way the game in Bern finished uh, They'd be angry with Themselves, angry with the world And they were always going to take it out on Hamilton Accies anyway, but now For the second week in a row They've been given the jump leads by Celtic uh, Earlier in the day uh, Not playing to anything like their capabilities For the second weekend in a row And uh, Rangers are win by a five goal Margin today Boy, he's, he's gone in
1: he's, early. He's, he's on go, fire, he's, this one. Really Do he's, you know the big talking relentless. point,
6: Gordon? Just quickly, and you and were talking about the two centre backs, how the rotation is. I think if you ask a lot of Rangers supporters, and especially I was at the, the Aberdeen game and speaking to a few of them, the one that comes in for the criticism is the guy that plays every single week, Is Golson. He's the one that the, they're looking at, thinking, how's he retaining his place every week? Steven Gerrard's a man that picks a team. 'Cause obviously Cattage I, I thought I'd been playing as well as he's ever played, gets left out, you know. Um so it's just interesting how Golden seems to be the guy that plays every single mm-hmm. week when Rangers fans are sitting thinking, He's probably the weakest just now. Mm.
1: Alex what about James Tavern you guys were all in agreement yesterday I don't think anyone on the show suggested that he he should be dropped but lots of Rangers fans did Um, he's in the team today I don't think too many surprised certainly in this building
9: not for me either Gordon Um, it's not a surprise in the slightest Uh, I think he far outweighs what he brings to the table then uh, uh, as you said uh, Thursday night he was culpable for a couple of goals so um, I can understand people's frustration and, and that's what you're actually seeing these days Gordon it's that emotional reaction to like, last minute winners and things um, I watched Tavernier on a regular basis uh, and, and he, at times it is frustrating because he does hit the first man but the amount of times that he does pick the right one uh, from set plays corners um, you know it's impressive and uh, you know he brings an energy to Rangers at times when they've been flat. As an example, you look at the last couple of minutes against Kamara when he drove the team forward, uh, seventy yards to, to result in the uh, in the second goal, the winning goal. So you know he, he did that, and then with a window down here a couple of weeks ago against Livingston, he gets the in swinging free kick that gets him on the on the the front foot again. So there, there's plenty of attributes for James uh, Tavernier, and. I think what Daz is talking about there in the studio and say, well, why is it going, you know, people speak to goals? And there is a rumblings, because you see it in social media, you see it, people phoning in, same with Tavenier. But the one thing about these two guys is, is when you look at Stephen Gerrard, he keeps talking about that there's winners. they exactly what we're looking for around about the place. And I think that's why they're, they're constantly in the team. Now, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. If they win today, they're top of the table, uh, 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 which from Stephen Gerrard's perspective, everybody at the club, what more do people actually want God than, you know, they're into the, 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 the semi-final of the Cup. They're, you know, three points level in terms of the rest of the teams in the Europa having qualified. So, you know, they're making the right moves in the right direction for me.
1: Oh yeah, Jim Duffy. I mean, I don't think you'll... You're usually level-headed when it comes to these things. No surprise on your part, I'm sure, that, that James Tavernier keeps his place.
4: It's no surprise, but I don't think it should be a gimme. And I think Stephen Gerrard's come out several times and said there's no-one guaranteed their place. He seems to be the one that is, but I slightly disagree with Alex. He's obviously Rangers much more than I do, but just about every time, I think, when Rangers lose a goal, I think it seems to be in that area. Not always down to him, but I think sometimes he's far too high too early. I think he, you know he's, he's still got to remember he's a defender. Agree, he's delivery going forward, and, and I think that's been the case ever since he came here. Rangers, he's always been good going forward, but uh, and he's scoring goals and, and things like that. Which people always say, Well, if he scores that many goals, but first and foremost, he's a defender. And I, and I think positionally, he gives Goldstone a problem as well. If I was and I'd be saying to him, particularly in the European games, there when you're 1 1, it's not long to go, where do you, you know, get yourself in next to me, don't be going forward, keep a solid back line. Um, whether players do that today or not uh, is 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 unlikely because they don't really kind of demand of each other. But that that for me would be still the question to be asked about um, James Tavernier is is defensively, and I'm a, a little bit surprised that now and again he hasn't thrown Flanagan to right back because that's his natural position. Not just not just because it's just to kind of maybe just put a a, a little bit of, uh, of um, you know doubt in, in James Tavernier's mind that he's he's putting the jersey on before the team's picked. Um, but listen You know As Alec had said one today They go top of the league And uh, you know Any Rangers fan if you, if you look at the old Firm game a few weeks ago Rangers Firm would have Bitten your hand off If that was going to case Before the international break
1: Don't forget The lines are open already So Celtic fans Quite simply What did you make of that Performance in Livingston Where did it go wrong This afternoon 0141 951 1025 And we'll continue Building up to the game At Ibrox next
0: Action as it happens your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: It finished in Livingston Livingston 2 Celtic 0 Rangers against Hamilton Aki's kicking off in 35 minutes time What an incentive for those Rangers players They can get into the international break Two points clear at the top if they beat Hamilton Acquis this afternoon Alex Ray is with us at Ibrox Jim Duffy's still at the Tony Macaroni Hugh Kevins, Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale Are here in the studio And we're taking your calls already So let's hear from you Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans, what did you make of that? And uh, Rangers fans, how big an incentive for you? Stevie's first up, he's a Celtic fan in Barhead Where did that go wrong today Stevie? Eh, uh, I don't know exactly
11: where it went wrong But I think personally that expectations have been high the past couple of years um, especially Rangers back in the top league and like, with the invincible season and everything we've had and then obviously nine in a row coming up but I think personally that's disappointing but I think that's what Celtic needed in my opinion to kind of get the finger at it. and now they just realise how close it is like there's there's no gap now you know what I mean so it's kind of where do we go for here? Let's kind of get the finger out. In my opinion, I was wondering what you thought of
2: that. Well, it's a different dynamic now because uh, Celtic are playing catch-up because Rangers will be two points clear of Celtic by five o'clock. Uh, so how much pressure does that put Neil Lennon's shoulders and the shoulders of the players because they've won nine trophies in a row. Nine. A treble, treble. And now they're playing catch-up and Rangers are on top. So uh, it's for the Celtic players to respond I, I, I just think that to drop five points at Easter Road And at Livingston uh, Is calamitous from Celtic And it's cost them the, the leadership of the,
1: the league table mm. uh, And now we'll see what they're made of Because they're playing catch-up I mean, you get the points, TV But what about the drop, drop points to Hibs in the last away game? Was that was that not a kick up the backside? Oh, I definitely,
11: you know I mean? Like, well, it didn't work then, did it? I said this the other week as well, you know what I mean? It's like fair play to Livingston, you know what I mean? That's the first time they've ever beat Celtic like you were saying. But to lose to a team that you're saying there's such a significant gap in fan base, money and the money that was on the pitch. I think I and then if if Ranger do go two points clearly there then which the chances are they probably will. Then I I think that is what Celtic need. I think it's well what else? for the first Tell time in, and you know what I
2: mean for the first time in eight years, never mind treble trebles. for the first time in eight years, Rangers will get a team that can challenge for a major trophy. They haven't won major trophies since 2011. Uh, by five o'clock they'll be on top of the league. Uh, when they go to Celtic Park in December, you better believe uh, that that's a crucial pivotal game. Uh, the one thing that would worry me is that Celtic were terrific in midweek, without question, terrific. But the one thing that would worry me if you're capable of losing points at Easter Road to a bad Hibs team and to Livingston, who went into the game on the back of three successive league defeats, uh, where else we
1: drop points? What did you make specifically of the performance today, Stevie?
11: Well, I've seen about the first half hour, forty minutes or something. I had to go, so I've been listening to the rest it in the car the red card like that's it's a given you know what I mean mm. like there's there's no way that that's not a red card but obviously I don't think that helped but even before that they weren't there. there was nothing significant happening in my eyes anyway you know for Celtic like you're saying and the trophies that they've won you're expecting a lot more you know what I mean but I nah, personally I just in performance from what i seen so far and then what I
6: heard Personally I thought Stevie they were, they were second best all over the pitch today Yeah Second best all over the pitch you couldn't have picked uh, I'd, I'm looking I'm thinking back to the, the performance with Celtic players and thinking who do you really give past marks to? Uh, you know there was. we looked after 20-25 minutes we were talking about El Yunus he's not been involved you know Edouard started a little flurry at the beginning fell away Brown McGregor didn't control the middle part, but the back four looked all over the place. But you've got to give Livingston, they done a number on mm. them. Brilliant, well done. I
1: mean, Stevie, let me take you back to about 11 o'clock this morning when the team was announced, and I'm sure you either heard it on here or you read it on social media or whatever. The fact that Celtic made pretty much no changes, one change at right back, you know, El Hamed out and, and Bower in. You must have been full of confidence at that point Thinking well it's the same team that played Cluj Neil Lennon's taking no chances He's not chopping and changing You must have been full of confidence at that point
11: No, really like that, See when you hear the team like, At the end of the day you're having faith in your manager Like Well you should You know what I mean If you're a football supporter of whatever team you support You know what I mean You have faith in your manager But If he believes that that was the right team and that's what he believes you know what I mean I clearly wasn't he the day but again that's surely that's quite. got to be doing with the players themselves Like you could Messi and Ronaldo they can have bad days you know what I mean but you wouldn't expect it when you see them on paper well, the, manager picked, you know what
2: what the manager picked the right team mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there's no question about that uh, El Hamed going out and bower coming in bower's a
1: multi-million pound player uh, so there's no problem there that's the, the, up, that's the yeah. right team Surely after Celtic lose A game to Livingston It's at least valid To question whether The right team was no, picked I don't no, know what you're saying Of course Because no, the, the, they the, beat Kluge The other night but The team
2: Let themselves down the okay, team, Once the they got out there The team was the right team But they then Let themselves down As Gordon said Second to everything Defensively <laughs> Dear hmm. me You know the, Ayer and Julian At both goals uh, Are diabolical Um so you know the
5: players let themselves down. There. I not even going forward, you the players there was a lack of responsibility. Now the Celtic players, Edward, Forrest, Ellen, you said the other night. You know you could add others to that. Christie, when he plays, take real responsibility going forward to get on the ball and create and make goals and make runs off the ball. I think today they done none of that. Any of them done yep. none of that. It, Gordon was right. Edward looked like he started well, but then just fell into the trap. Of the rest of them And that'll be the most Disappointing thing from Neil G- When he threw on Bio as well Nothing from him as well You yeah. know No reaction And that'll be the worrying thing for him
1: Jim Duffy Everyone looked at the Celtic team Prior to kick off And, and you know Sort of praised Neil Lennon If that's the right phrase Because afterwards It's easy to say Yeah chopping and changing uh, Hurt us maybe if, You know On previous occasions that, that clearly wasn't The reason today then So did the individual players Have to Take more of the criticism
4: Yeah, I mean, I I said I was a bit surprised there wasn't more changes, only because he made changes the last time after European game. But as I said, he's he knows his players better than anybody, so. He's went with that, and if you only make one change from a a scintillating p- performance against uh, against Cluj on Thursday, you would expect maybe not exactly the same level because I did not a game and stuff. But you c- certainly think you'd be more than good enough to come to Livingston and, and perform better. But they, they just underperformed today, and I said a lot of the credit has to go to Livingston. But you know they they were never a threat today, Celtic, and it's very few games that I've ever seen Celtic where they just didn't look a threat. You know they rarely troubled the defence, rarely troubled uh, the goalkeeper, and I said, and it's it's very unusual um, for for Celtic. Even when Celtic are not playing great, they normally create chances. But the you know the host of guys that you mentioned were just a little bit below the pace. We said that before the game. It's Livingston can play as well as they can, but Celtic have to be off it a bit, and that that was the case. Livingston played terrifically well, and Celtic were off it. So and then and then the red card does impact the game. Um, as Hugh mentioned, losing that goal just at the start of the second half, I think completely changed it because that just gave Livingston so much belief um, that uh, you know the players seemed to grow in confidence after that um, the second goal was icing the cake but even the 1-0 I think would have been enough to see them to see them through.
1: Well, we're going to hear from Neil Lennon very soon but Gary Holt was in first, let's hear what the living manager made of it.
12: These things are there to be broken, we've we done it last year with the points we got, the clean sheets the, the goals we scored, the so it's it's another It's another tick in the box so, Aye, over the moon To be honest
3: Yeah, you got your tactics Spot on Frustrated them from, from the
12: off I actually thought We played better Against 11 I really did I thought we were right at it I thought it was a really good game And then we got a wee bit disjointed Because the man down we, we suddenly think We've got an extra man But there was, there was gaps. So we spoke to him at half time About being patient um, work in the areas that we can can we go round about them playing against 10 men it's always hard to go through I thought the first goal was great I thought it was a great bit of skill great great movement great pass great finish and uh, it's the, I think the game deserved that
3: Did you speak to your players about targeting certain Celtic players that Chris Julian was particularly frustrated by the end?
12: No we don't target them do. we're not that type of team we're not good enough to do that we just go out and play the job I asked them before the game, and I said to them every game, go to toe with you your opposite number. Look them in the eyes and say, You're in a battle today, you're going to be in a fight, do you want it? All over the park, and I thought we got that today. I'm delighted for the back line. I questioned the team, not just them, the whole team, about mm-hmm. who wants to get hurt. Defending set plays. Who's going to put their body in line? I thought they were tremendous today because Celtic put a lot of balls in my box, got a lot of set plays. But I thought, as a team, I thought we defended great. Yeah, what
6: was your opinion
12: of the Christie red card? I haven't seen the... it back, but I, th- I think it's just mistimed. I'll need to have a look at it, a bit, I don't think it was malicious. I don't think it was any. I think it was two boys. Back in my day, it's a great challenge. You used
10: to, you used to. Be I, I, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
12: I, I'm thinking that's an, that's a bad tackle. <laughs> I, that's one the referee would have spoke to me about. So. Um, <laughs> It's one of those things. I don't. There was no malicious intent. I don't. I, I certainly know Ryan's not that type of player. So it's mistimed and it's it's unfortunate. It's it's a red card, but um, yeah. we're always okay. And uh, that's the thing. And it's it's part and parcel of the game. No, 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 no.
2: Back in the day, it wasn't regarded as a great challenge. Not in Jim Duffy's day. Not in Alec Ray's day. Not in any day. It was not a great challenge. It was never meant to be a great challenge. It was call it what you like. Moment of madness. Red mist. Etc etc It was a very dangerous Challenge That could have Seriously injured A fellow professional So No Not
1: this day Not back in the day Not any day How much credit Do you give Gary Holt For today Jim Duffy
4: Yeah enormous credit You know I mean uh, Again as I said I don't think it was A surprise the way They played but the players have got to go and carry out that. You know, and it's you know, difficult. But I do think that after the first 10, 15 minutes, they get a sense that Celtic are not moving the ball quite as quickly, maybe not enjoying the game as, as much as you would think. And I think that y- your players start to believe, wait a minute, this could be our day. You know, even if it's a, a point, uh, this could be our day. We're going to make this very difficult. And you could just see the, you know, the tempo, the... the, the, the the drive that they had, the energy that they had, and they were putting Celtic, you know, the the under pressure, not not in terms of shots at goal, but in terms of getting their head up, getting their passing game going. And, and knocking them out their stride and a lot of that as I said the, you know, the, the, the set up for that has to go down to Gary Holt and how they've worked all week on those sort of situations but you, know, you can work all week i <laughs> done it many times with your players and then you go into a game against, particularly against Celtic and the players freeze a little bit they start off them but Livingston didn't do that from the first second to the last second they were immense uh,
1: and he says he didn't you know, deliberately he didn't tell his players to go and try and rattle Chris Julian but it happened didn't it? undeniably it happened
4: yeah, but it, but he said go up against your opponent, and he, you know how he used the phrase, kind of look at my eye and say, listen, I'm going to make this a difficult yep. day for you, and that's exactly what Lyndon Dyke's done. He just went, I think, between the two centre backs, he went on to Julian Moore. and I think once he once he bumped him and nudged him and knocked him over a couple of times, and Julian was getting flustered and then you could see it, you could, and I think Lyndon Dykes would know it as well, it was, as again, it was like one of those ones, I think, I've, I'm, I think I'm reeling you in here, you know, and uh, and I think that's what he started to do, he just started to, you know, as, as, as Julian was jumping, even he was giving away a free kick, he was just bumping him a bit, and for one reason or another, as I said, I think it's just totally unusual, it's just, you know, it's a very rare thing that you get a big target man striker you know, c- colliding with centre backs now—it's just—it's just not a, a common thing in the game. And I think Julien, coming from France and and coming to Scotland, it's maybe the first time he's really experienced it Um but he'll learn from it. He'll learn that you come to places at Livingston, and as Mark and i say that you'll go up to Cash, you will come against Pepe and all these kind of guys, you're going to have to stand your ground but stay calm at the same token. But London Dykes was immensely as all the as all the players were for for Livingston.
1: Hugh Kevins a very quick prediction. I'm about to play Neil Lennon's post match interview. Yeah. Angry or measured? Uh, he
2: should be angry. He shouldn't be measured.
7: That's a poor result. I thought we started the game okay. You know, we were quite bright, good tempo. Intense, and then obviously we lose Ryan very, very early, and we have to readjust. We're okay going in at half time. Felt we could go on a minute, but um, really passive from us for the first goal. Again, we tried to force the issue. We were fine with ten men and looking like you know we're putting certain amounts of pressure on the goal without really working the goalkeeper enough. And um, our decision making at times wasn't great. And then the second goal's really poor from our point of view. We should we should be dealing with that. What did
3: you
7: make of Ryan sending off? I have no issue with you know he's it's totally unlike him but he's late and um, it may in slow motion look probably worse than what it was, but um, yeah, it's a red card. Not happy about it, obviously, but um, it's totally unlike him and, um, you know, it, it costs us today. Can you put it down in critique? Possibly. You know, the human beings at the end of the day and they put a lot into the game on Thursday. But um, And then you've got to play a long time with 10 men as well, so you know, that might have come into it. But, um, you know, I was hoping for a bit of a reaction from the subs as well, but they didn't really... Affect the game as, as well as we would have liked. What was the
12: points
10: last couple of games? Then, what do you say to players? Just tell um, not to panic. No, you
7: can't panic. But um, I'm expecting better. You know, we um, I, I did say them before the game. This game is a concern. You know, dangerous opponent and dangerous environment. And you know, they are well up for this game. You know, they will be. So we have to, to match that. And um, you know, to prove to be the case.
2: Well, it's a fair enough assessment. I think he has to be conscious of the Hibs result as well as the Livy result because five points have been given away uh, over the space of eight days. Uh, he's owning up, that Christie was poor uh, in the challenge. Also, a worry when you can see you get no reaction from three subs. Yeah, uh, and he's saying you can't panic. Well, he's right; you can't panic. The thirty games they go, however, the last two games have left Celtic in a position now where, as I said, they are playing catch-up. They won't be top of the league by five o'clock. And for the first time in years, years, they're playing catch-up against a Rangers side who have quality about them. And, you know, the good of going to Ibrox and winning 2 nothing
1: has now been thrown out the window. Jim Duffy, what did you make there of Neil Lennon's assessment?
4: Yeah, it was fair. It was honest. You know, he was saying, you know, I mean, it, it, they did start the game okay, not 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 brilliant, but you know, they weren't miles off it, as I said, as I'm Gordon and I was saying, you know, it was it was quite a, a high tempo game without without too many goal scoring opportunities. But when Ryan Christie went off, you know, you, you've got to just stay tight, stay nil nil, and 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 hope that a chance comes your way. But losing that early goal. Definitely, you know, as I said to you, just just flipped the game. You know, Livingston just get that belief in that this is going to be the day, and Celtic just you know ran out of steam a little bit. You know, maybe there was a bit of fatigue, but again. You see, that's that's the you know Celtic's got so, so many talented players. You look at their bench, their bench is uh, you know exceptional in terms of the quality they have there. So you know there, there was plenty of you know chances to to freshen things up if you wanted to do that. But listen, it was down to Livingston today, and you know again you, you know, only a few weeks ago when they played Rangers, Rangers scored early on, and that was a difference because London Dykes gave Hollander a, a fair a fair um, you know game that day as well. So he obviously enjoys playing against the old firm against the big the big name centre backs. Uh, as I said, and he he, he, done, he done a job today on, on this, the, the, the back line at Celtic. And I think that would frustrate Neil Lennon, knowing the take of player he was, knowing the take of guy he is. I think he's looking at his two big centre-backs today and saying, hey, if you dominate their guy, then we can start to push forward. If it goes the other way around, limiting got up the pitch. But listen, as also Gary Holt said, the first goal it was a terrific goal. We always say that. They, they've got their strengths but when they get in the final third, they can play. And uh, that was a a terrific example of it and a great goal.
2: When reporters ask the manager about fatigue after the game, they're only trying to keep in his good books and they're looking to put in a soft question uh, and give him a chance to give you a soft answer. I said at the start of the programme, the last 89 games that Celtic have played, Callum McGregor started 81 of them. So Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon uh, weren't bothered about fatigue When that was happening So you don't get Retrospectively To hide behind
1: fatigue When you lose 2 nothing at Libby Remember the lines are still open If you want to have your say 0141 951 1025 But we're 20 minutes away From kick off at Ibrooks And we'll go back there next
0: Scottish football's lead leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: 15 minutes Till kick off Between Rangers And Hamilton Aki's hot on the heels Of Celtic losing 2-0 At Livingston Let's go back And look ahead to that one With Alex Ray Alex um, I'm sure it'll be Filling up now Are you sensing uh, An increased buzz About the place Given the chance now For Rangers to go top This afternoon
9: Yeah without doubt You can clearly see That people are uh, buoyant With the Celtic result Coming through Uh and uh, I was just chatting to someone there in that int- interval there and they said it's an opportunity as well recognised, But they have to do that, Gordon. They have to take the game to Hamilton. They have to put a performance on on the back of that disappointment of uh, Thursday night. And it's a perfect opportunity to keep re-emphasising how important that is to go top of the league um, because it's psychologically it gives you that boost and that confidence to carry on.
1: I completely understand everyone's belief or, or confidence that, that Rangers win the game. Because the gun is overwhelming favourites, that's fine. But also, Alex, uh, yeah. keen to, uh, as you know, for all of us to approach that in the right way and not just dismiss Hamilton out of hand. You know, what, what 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 can they do? How might they make life difficult for for Rangers this afternoon?
9: Yeah, well, I think they've obviously gone with the back five, Gordon, which obviously will be more uh, robust. A bit difficult to break down. They'll be putting two blocks on. They have the midfield four. And in Big Oakley, I think the key thing for a Hamilton perspective is if Oakley can retain the ball, God, and similar to Dykes, when he gets out, he kind of gives him that little bit of breathing space. I'd be interested to see whether they try and press higher, they drop off uh, and try and do a low block, because if they do that, for me, it's very dangerous because ultimately what happens is Rangers will be just like wave after wave after wave, and I think that's always very dangerous. Uh, but at the same token, you can't go and put a high press on pick the pick you have. So but getting the right balance between when to press and when to drop off from a Hamilton perspective, from Rangers is about how they go about dominating this game and being really clinical um, and we would get as we said earlier on with Jermaine Defoe he be looking to add to his tally, he broke through to double figures already, but a remarkable return uh, and as we said we've got key players like Arfield, Davis, Kamara who will be driving the team forward and then you'll be looking for Tavernier and Barisic because whatever people say about these two guys they are a theme to the way this team plays in terms
1: of bombing down them flanks uh, Let's hear from Brian Rice then No, I'm a lot of won't have played
13: in an atmosphere or the crowds that Rangers generate. But it's not the crowd we're playing. We're playing loving guys. You know, loving very, very good players. And a bench full of very, very good players as well. But I have every confidence in my lads. You know, we're not, we're not the level Rangers are at. We know that. But football's football. Shocks happen. You know, that's why we love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that has to be the hope for, for Brian Rice, Alex. They have gone to Tybrook's semi-recently And come away with a victory um, the, the bigger concern would be Even including that Over the last three seasons Rangers averaged More than three goals a game Against Hamilton Acquis So It's easy to see why people Are, are expecting a Attack versus defence Type scenario today
9: yeah, and I think Stephen Gerrard said earlier on exactly what he expects. He says they'll be organised, uh, you know, they'll have to earn the right to win it, Gordon. But it's OK saying all these buzzwords, you have actually got to implement that on the pitch. Uh, we have seen time after time where uh, teams have come back from Europe uh, and struggled. You see with Celtic today, you know, Rangers have mixed up a little bit in three changes. That might give them a little bit more freshness. But in terms of... An opportunity. We, we talk about this, you know, if, if Celtic won or uh, Rangers won in the early kick off the pressure it puts on, this is an unbelievable for Rangers to go top it. If you'd have said this a few weeks ago, after the old Firm defeat, people would have gone, it'll be too soon. The fact that Celtic have dropped five points in the last two games, this is the perfect opportunity for Rangers to uh, kind of capitalise on that.
1: Jim Duffy, even looking across the, the, the country at the other game, Just how big a difference is it when when you go to Celtic Park Or you go to Ibrox Not to take anything away from Livingston at all But clearly part of of the challenge today Is the fact that it's at Livingston Rangers don't have that same inconvenience They're at home against Hamilton How much harder does that make it for the Ackies to get something?
4: It's almost night and day. I mean, Hamilton have got the artificial surface. Livingston have got the artificial surface. You know, players go into that game just in the back of their mind. They just don't enjoy it. You know, they're thinking, we don't really like playing there. So you've got to overcome that. To start. Whereas Ibrox and Celtic Park, huge stadium, huge pitch, perfect bowling green surface, you know, slick surface, you know, the, the, the energy the fans generate, the atmosphere... It's, you know, sometimes the players, as Brian Rice would say, of them might not have experienced that before, and they go there, and they can get overwhelmed by it. You know, before a ball's kicked, they can, you know, I know he said in, the, in his build-up to a game, we're not are there to, to be tourists, you know, and look around. But it's hard not to if you've not been there before, and you look around, and if if Rangers start the game as you would expect them to, and they do start the games, Iberts very well, then you know you can be left breathless, you know, if you're if you're an opponent there. So, that, that's the case, but Brian Rice has, has changed the style, he, he wants his team to go and play, he keeps using the word brave and getting on the ball, and it'll be interesting to see, because, you know, you go to Ibrooks and you start trying to play and, and, and link up the play, and Rangers really get at you, uh, it could be it could be a long afternoon, but, listen, they've got to do it, I mean, Hugh's saying there that, you know, that the, the Rangers will be in, in top, most people do, but you know, it's still a long season, and, and, and Rangers still have to go over that finishing line in any tournament, you know, in any trophy yet, so... Um, you know getting getting a couple of points ahead will, will be a marker but you know there's still still a fair way to go a quick
1: glance at that aki's team alex tells you it's it's probably five or six hamilton players that that, that won't have experienced this before um have you seen over over your time watching and playing for Rangers that the players can visibly struggle with that type of occasion
9: yeah the, the, obviously Gordon i think one of the, the key thing is is you not know, get overwhelmed by it i think uh, you know the, the experience is you the opposition's going to have a, a lot of the ball. Rangers are going to have that. And, um, you know, you just have to fit in holes. You have to be organised. You have to be disciplined. Um, and it's about trying to kind of, deal with that occasion. He's absolutely right. Because you don't have to deal with the supporters. It's about trying to deal with the uh, opposition. Go about your business uh, efficiently. Um, but it is difficult, Gordon, because I remember as a young boy playing against Rangers and Celtic when you were, uh, you know, at Falkirk as a kid. It's extremely difficult because you have so much of the ball, they've got technically better players, and it becomes really difficult. And, and I agree with Jim, because when you go, then go to the other side of the coin, when you go to uh, the AstroTurf, the venue and things, it, you know, it's a totally different ball game. So I would expect Rangers to, to run out comfortable today, but we can never say never in football.
1: Uh, Jim Duffy says it's night and day Mark Wilson And you've experienced it From a couple of different sides Because at Dundee United You used to have to go To to Celtic Park and Ibrox You then became a Celtic player And and, and saw it from the other side Does the Ibrox factor Take any potential shock Out of the equation today As far as your prediction would go?
5: Yeah um, I think it is The guys are spot on there incredible. Difficult to go uh, You do get caught up In that a wee bit You know uh, I went there many times With Dundee United But every time was the same When I arrived And you go in the dressing room You go out and have a look At the pitch You still look up at it And oh and I'd played there Probably five or six times With United at this point So for guys who haven't Played there It is a big factor Alex is totally right As soon as you, The whistle goes And the game starts And you, you see you're up Against a team Who are very comfortable In the ball And better players than you it <laughs> can become a long old afternoon If Rangers start with The the best thing to counteract that Is to try and frustrate them And if you keep a clean sheet for the first 15 minutes You do get a wee lift off that But if you concede a goal It then becomes a long old day Well you know
2: I appreciate what Jim Duffy's been saying But for the second weekend in a row Celtic have given Rangers the jump leads They, they start impressively all the time at Ibrox We know that but Stephen Gerrard admitted last week That they started even brighter Because of the Celtic result at Easter Road And now today It'll be even better Because Celtic didn't draw Celtic lost And they've dropped five points And they're handing an advantage to Rangers And they're now having to play catch-up In the league So uh, It was always going to be tough For Hamilton Ackies But George Oakley be standing like a man In the middle of the Sahara Desert Wondering where everyone went and Rangers are win by five goals.
1: Well kickoff at iBrooks is coming next.
0: The fastest goals. The experts' opinions. This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard.
8: Alex Ray here with me, Andrew McLean at Ibrox as we build up to kick off for Rangers against Hamilton, the team's just making their way out the tunnel and I'll give you a recap of the team news, three changes for Rangers from that defeat, two young boys, out go Hellander, Jack and Morelos, in come Edmondson, Stewart and Defoe, so it's a 4-3-3 for them, Alan McGregor starts in goal, in the back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, George Edmondson and Borna Barisic, the midfield three, Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield with Shea Ojo and Greg Stewart, either side of Jermaine Defoe, the substitutes for Stringham, Colster, Katic, Halliday, Arebo, Murphy and Morelos. Three changes as well for Hamilton, McGowan, Smith and Davis drop out, McKenna, Fjortov and Beck come in, a 5-4-1 for them, Owen Ford Williams in goal, a back five, of Brian Easton, Kira McKenna, Sam Stubbs, Marcus Fjortov and Scott McMahon. The midfield four, Adrian Beck, Alex Gogic, Ronan Hughes and Blair Alston with George Oakley, the lone striker. The substitute, Southwood, Hamilton, Cunningham, McKinnon, Miller, Smith and Ogbo. The referee for this one is Nick Walsh. Alex Ray, looking at that team news, the one that jumps out the page for me, It's George Edmondson, he's a guy that's not had a lot of game time for Rangers so far but there's there's certainly been positive signs coming out of the club he seems to be a player that they're very excited about just 22 years old and a very good opportunity for him here today in his first league start
9: Yeah absolutely, I I had listened to uh, Gary McAllister speak about it a few weeks ago he's got a really bright future, he's been encouraged with what he's seen in training, this is a perfect opportunity to throw him in, you know they'll have a lot of the ball I don't think they'll have too much defensively but when it's required he'll have to be on his mettle because big George Oatley's a handful up top
8: yeah it could be a real thankless task for George Oakley we see that when teams come to places like Ibrox and Celtic Park and they set up like this and they've got that one striker and it could be a very tough afternoon for George Oakley but a vital role he's got today as well,
9: yeah absolutely it's crucial he has to retain the ball and give his, his team a breather but you, you look at recent form, uh, Hamilton's been impressive, for a couple of wins, you know Celtic all being, them 1-0, all being it was on the AstroTurf I feel as if this will be a different uh, proposition today, this is all about Rangers and if they can take this opportunity to go to the top of the table,
8: the place will be rocking and Thursday night will be forgotten good to see Jamie Murphy on the bench as well, the 19th of August yeah. 2018 was the last competitive game he played on the bench, could be a good opportunity if Rangers, if it goes to plan for them today and they get a couple of goals and are looking comfortable for him to come on and, and get back into the action. Yeah,
9: yeah, that was one of the things that stood out Andrew, I'm really pleased he's back into playing football, it's been a long haul for the boy, at one point he thought he was going to go on loan, may well be an opportunity later on, but first and foremost, Rangers have to go about their business today and they have to get about a Hamilton and
8: set the tone early doors And Greg Stewart as well, obviously looking to, to build on that impressive performance last week against Aberdeen?
9: Yeah absolutely, I feel as if he'll be disappointed not to have been included in Thursday but again Stephen Jenner's put him in, he should be fresh on the back of that week rest effectively so he'll be looking to try and make an impact add to that goal he got last week and get in the right places. So I think that's one of the key things about
8: Greg Stewart, you know he's a clever player, he takes up good positions and he's a decent goal, goal scorer as well. Well the teams are lined up, this Ibrox crowd is expecting for just about to kick off for Rangers against Hamilton.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com.
8: Rangers 5, Hamilton nil. the full time score from Ibrox and it's a perfect day for Steven Gerrard's men as a convincing performance here sends them to the top of the table by two points the tone was set seven minutes in Greg Stewart played Jermaine Defoe through in the box with a great pass and the Defoe wasn't missing from there a lovely dink finish over the goalkeeper in off the post for 1-0 Conor Golson bagged the second before half time he was involved in the build up as well he spread the ball out to James Tavernier wide on the right hand side, the centre back then drove into the box the cross came in from the right hand side for James Tavernier Connor and met it with his head and headed it past the goalkeeper for 2-0 the third came in the second half and it was a Bonabarasic free kick a carbon copy really of his goal away to St Mirren earlier on in the season 20 odd yards out up and over the wall with his left foot and into the top corner Jermaine Defoe well he was at his clinical best today really and he showed that again 64 minutes in he received the ball at the edge of the box with his back to goal. he turned he jinked past a couple of defenders and a right footed strike low across the goalkeeper found the bottom corner and he completed his hat-trick and made it 12 goals for the season with 20 minutes to go Greg Stewart's close range effort was saved by Fawn Williams but it ricocheted back into the middle of the box and Defoe was on hand to smash it high into the net to make it 5-0 Alex Ray, it couldn't really have gone better for Rangers today.
9: Yeah, they're very much uh, on easy street, uh, Andrew they cantered to a 5-0 it could have been so much more in terms of uh, goals, but an overall coming back from a disappointing night on Thursday, I think to a man they were very impressive, and the standout again was Jermaine Defoe, what can you say about this guy you know, he's in the twilight of his career the way he went about his business, his appetite to get goals, and his second goal was absolutely top grow the way he turned the player and drove into the box rifled down the far corner, really really impressive stuff from Rangers, and now sit top of the table
8: five goals a Jermaine Defoe hat-trick and Rangers top of the table the full-time score here at Hamilton
1: is Rangers 5 Hamilton 0 Uh, there we go convincing win for Rangers at Ibrox against Hamilton as many people predicted um well, Some people better than others One did <laughs> <It> must be <laughs> well said. done you uh, 5 nil. Hugh Keevan's got a prediction I'm, right I'm not the best But I'm in the top one <laughs> uh, Alex Reid Forgive me if I missed it Did you pick a, a Clyde 1 super scoreboard Man of the match Of all of those yeah. Is, it, is it an obvious obviously. one today
9: Yeah absolutely Gordon Jermaine Defoe As I said His appetite He's just come over there And had a little picture With a girl at the side Gave her a top and This guy's a class act Gordon The, the way his appetite uh, At his age Is remarkable And uh, you know, he's just made a young fan down in front of us here. He, you know, the press guys are taking a picture of it. But um, he was a standout god. And, and I said to Andrew during the second half there, you can imagine this guy, he's pumped 10 years ago. He's, he's terrorising people up. His movement's phenomenal. Uh, and, and he plays with a smile on his face, and, and you can clearly see that.
1: I mean, look at that return, Alex, from from the two of them. That's, that's the four up to 12 for the season. Uh, today Alfredo Morelos comes on, doesn't get a goal, but that's okay because he's already got 14 26 goals between your two strikers, sixth of sixth uh, of October.
9: Yeah, it's a remarkable return when you consider and you, when you say Derek Gordon get goals to minutes. I tend to look towards the, the goals to game ratio, but he hasn't played. He's just been a bit part this season. You know, he said a wee bit of rotation in the earlier part. Uh, Morelos for me is still the number one, but when you see him on this kind of scintillating form. Um, I mean, you see his first goal when he chips the goalkeeper from an acute angle, it's just, just almost it's so natural. He's just dinked it over him. It's hit the far post of went in. But his second goal for me was, oh, it was marvellous. It was just the ball was wrapped up to him. He's back to goal gone. he just turns on the right foot. The defender's taken right out of the game. He drives into the box, shifts it out on the outside of his right foot. And then he just rifles it across the goalkeeper. And you just think to yourself, that was absolutely magnificent.
1: Any downsides whatsoever? I don't think there, there can be many or any in a 5-0 win.
9: No, listen, I think, comfortable here, uh, throughout. I, th- I think there's a, 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 the odd frustration, Gordon, when people get comfortable possession and going across the ball or it's a missed place pass, people go, Ugh! and they start shouting. But in the main, as I said to you, this is as comfortable as I've seen a win at Rangers for a long, long time. And, and we keep talking about levels, and you have to give uh, you know Hamilton work to away as best he can. But when you look at the, the quality of players on both sides, particularly on this big pitch, It's always going to be a difficult task for Hamilton to get anything, you know. uh, And it shows you, because they have got the odd result over here in the last couple of years, but on today's performance, the levels were miles apart.
1: And did it feel like a result which took on an extra significance because of what it means to the league table, given what happened to Celtic earlier?
9: Gordon, Mark, Daz and myself, we've all sat in a dressing room waiting for a result to come through for either Ibrox or Parkhead. Uh, so it gives you that boost, but you know that you've actually got to go and uh, capitalise on that. Rangers have done that with plenty of to spare today. I would even go suggest, Gordon, that there's players playing at half tilt today, because you know the European exploits, the travelling, uh, but they just, in terms of the quality, that little burst, and that little bit of quality in the final third, and as I said, it could have been so much more. Uh, barbed, or just you know, a wee bit of kind of finishing, a block. Um, But, you know, five is is comfortable enough for
1: Rangers. 14 months Jamie Murphy's been out. Alex, what type of reception did he get?
9: Yeah, it was very encouraging, Gordon. He gets on the ball and as as I said, I said to uh, Andrew as well, I said, I actually like Murphy. He has had a torrid time with injuries. He's got brilliant feet. He's, you know, he's an out-and-out winger. He drops his shoulder, skips past players. And when he got on the ball, he looked quite uh, sprightly considering he's been out for so long. So, we wish him well in the, in the coming weeks in terms of trying to get more uh, minutes because he could be an asset going forward as well.
1: There we are then. It is full time at Ibrox. It finished Rangers five, Hamilton Akies nil. A couple of hours after Livingston beat Celtic by two goals to nil. A combination of results which means Rangers go into the international break top of the Scottish Premiership, two points clear of Celtic. So, what do you make of it? Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five on the lines at Clyde SSB, and we'll take your calls next.
0: It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025
1: Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson Gordon Deal, And Alex Ray All here All desperate to hear from you And tell us what you made of the games today If you're a Rangers fan I'm sure you are over the moon Not only did you score 5 against Hamilton Acquis And pick up 3 points But you go into the break With the bragging rights Top of the table 2 points clear Tell us how it feels Tell us what you made of it today and how confident you are going forward 01419511025 on the phones For you Celtic fans Where did it go wrong today? You of course give credit to Livingston What part did Celtic play in it? What should they have done differently? What about the sending off? And again, uh, what about that turnaround From the last international break When it was you who were on a high After that old firm game So lots to discuss, Hugh Evans.
2: Yeah, I mean have we witnessed a pivotal day In the championship race? Or have we witnessed a false dawn? Uh, the Rangers supporters will say Pivotal day The Celtic
1: fans will say False dawn I think It seems like a fair prediction And you're good on the predictions Because you said 5-0 uh, to Rangers, i you actually got it right yes. uh, there's, a, there's a saying in there about a broken clock But I won't Correct. go there I'll, I'll give right. you the credit Listen, where it's due The guys will tell you Take any crumb that comes your way <laughs> uh, 01419511025 is the number Alan in the Gorbals is first up What did you make of it Alan?
14: Excellent I'm um, very very impressed by uh, Rangers this season um, like I, said, I was on last season I said to Stephen Gerrard added a couple of um, things to do last season Which was to get close to Celtic And and beat Celtic Which he did both I think this season his agenda obviously is to win a, a cup And obviously win the season And I'm really, really impressed Also impressed with Maleros Over the last few games His attitude His way he's playing Is completely different Um, And I just think now The Celtic fans should not be thinking That they're so far in front of Rangers now I just want to know what you think about that
2: Well, the Celtic fans uh, I think if they're being honest uh, Will acknowledge that there's a serious Threat To their hopes of nine in a row A serious threat And they ought to be concerned By the last two league games That Celtic have played As I say, Celtic were wonderful Undeniably wonderful against Cluj in midweek But Europe is of Secondary importance to the Celtic Fans and to the Rangers fans It's all about who wins the league This season and I think the Celtic Fans would be better simply Acknowledging that Rangers are now on top Celtic are playing catch-up And things are getting dangerous
1: Alan, what about the strike force then? Jermaine Defoe coming in and scoring another hat-trick Second hat-trick this season Um, And Alfredo Morelos having to play second fiddle today Which I'm sure is fine Because he's been banging in the goals as well What do you make of the two of them?
14: Um, Well, before the game I would have picked Morelos to play I was actually disappointed he didn't play um, but obviously it was a good turnaround And it obviously it was the right decision I would have still played Mal- uh, Maleros I think he's very, very strong I-, I definitely think he's the best striker in Scotland um, No, but f- uh, fair play to Stephen Gerrard He got it right
1: I mean Alex Ray, to bring you in on this We've had a tweet in yeah. um, Where is the one that I'm looking for From, from Billy who says Defoe is now the top scorer In the Scottish Premiership He averages a goal every 39 minutes Wow I mean I know You you were talking About goals per games But really goals Goals per minutes Is is the fair way Of doing it Because if you're a If you're the second choice And you're coming off the bench Yes you're getting An an appearance But it might only be For 5 or 10 minutes At the moment In the league He's scoring every 39 minutes
9: It's a remarkable return Gordon In terms of um, You know As you say Goal to minutes It's phenomenal Because the guy's in fire You know Um Every time in and around about the bit of box, his movement, he's always looking to cause defenders problems. And it's, the, it's a bigger problem for Stephen Gerrard because you're looking at these two guys now and you think to yourself, there's 26 goals. And, and the fact of the matter is that they don't play. Uh, th- today it was a little, a little cameo where uh, you've seen the both them playing in games, but invariably they usually kind of uh, complement each other. One comes off, one comes on. And uh, so, you know, 12 goals so far, you know, and we're really, what, a couple of days into October. So... They're having a really good go. To, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. A wee competition going on. We see who's going to be the top scorer between them two. Um, but again, it's it's encouraging for Stephen Gerrard because you you want options uh, that you can actually mix and match it up, and it's worked brilliantly today.
1: And I mean, it's it's probably a bit early to worry too much about goal difference and things like that, Gordon, because mm-hmm. it can change quickly. But not only are Rangers two points in front, but be, the manner of those two victories. All of a sudden, they're now six goals in front of Celtic as well. The reason I mention it is not because it's vitally important in October, but how quickly they've turned that around because they were they were trailing up until last week.
6: Yeah, well, ten goals in two home games helps Gordon, um, and probably I we didn't see the game today. I, I watched them against Aberdeen. It should have been more than five. Probably be Alec will say it probably should have been more than five this afternoon against Hamilton. The one great thing that Stephen Gerrard's got is. And what helps you win leagues, and remember, we're only October the sixth. If you've got guys that can find the back in it and score the, the amount of goals that these two guys are scoring and keep them fit, and Alex right, they'll have a little bit of competition there, which is absolutely healthy. It's brilliant to have bit of banter in the dressing room, even at training. Um it just helps you go a long, long way and it gives you a great opportunity to win silverware this year
1: What about the, the run Alan That Rangers are on at the moment In the last Four league games You know if, if you take the Well in fact it goes a bit back Even further doesn't it Since the Celtic game 3-1 against Livingston fought, Beat Fire in Europe 4-0 St Johnston uh, 5-0 Aberdeen 5-0 Hamilton How impressed have you been With that run as a whole
14: it's like I said, it's just unbelievable. They're on fire. I mean, they're doing something right. Steven Gerrard's obviously had a really good word with the team. They're just playing different. Their is different. They're very strong. They're attacking. That's the way they should be doing. I mean, the only disappointing game, I, I think the fact that Steve obviously was against Celtic, I don't think they played at all. I mean, any other game, the, the fact they've been on fire, they've, they've attacked, they've played properly, they've passed the ball. I, I just don't see anything wrong just now. I just... I've got one thing to say Bring it on This
2: season That's it Well that's the natural response From Rangers supporters tonight Uh, Alan is simply uh, Reflecting the views Of everyone Who supports Rangers Uh, And no one will disagree With anything that he has said And that's the other thing That the Celtic supporters Have to ponder at the moment The only game that Rangers have lost Was against Celtic But Celtic over an eight-day period, have dropped five points at Livingston and at Hibs, against a uh, Hibs side who have fans outside the door protesting against the manager and so on and so forth. So, next away game for Celtic, Aberdeen. If they don't show proper form at Pataudry, if they don't
1: win that match, then they're creating a problem for themselves. And so much Conversation, Alex Ray, about this this Rangers defence because people are wondering why is it why is it um, Katic, why is it Goldson, why is it not Helander, or why is it Hollander? George Edmondson comes in today. Are, are, are we being Are we being too picky with those conversations because no goals conceded in the last four uh, domestic games?
9: Yeah, no, and that, that's the strange thing about it, Gordon. Stephen Gerrard obviously believes not these guys, Gordon. It's not a case of people are actually having nightmares. And, uh, you know, you're chopping and changing. And you're not quite secure. You're losing lots of goals. Uh, obviously, they lost a couple of goals uh, in Europe the other night. But in the main, they, they, they seem relatively comfortable with what they're doing. The, it's a bit like for light when they're coming in. Edmondson absolutely cantered this game today. Everything he had to do was very assured. The way he was wrapping the ball into to players to try and get uh, the, the attack going was impressive. And, uh, you know, he's shown really good attributes Stephen Gerrard is the dilemma again when the next game comes round in uh, a couple of weeks' time. And you think to yourself, right, OK, who's he going to go with? But see, as long as they're winning games, Gordon, I think that's the key thing for Stephen Gerrard. No-one will question this rotation or how, how he's gone about it because we've had people going gone, uh, Tavenier, Goulson, uh Hollander get them all out and things. But then when you look at the actual goals, as five goals conceded in the first eight league games, now, whatever what level you look at, that's impressive, because they've scored 26-4. So when you take all that into the mix, and you think to yourself, they're doing something right, and um, I said this to one of my pals the other day, Rangers and Celtic have started the season, This this has gone back a week ago, absolutely brilliant. Now, obviously, Rangers lost uh, in midweek in Europe, and then uh, Celtic lost today. But in the main, the two of have actually started brilliant. Out of the 20 games that Rangers have played, 16 wins. Two draws and two losses. One of them was in Europe and one was against Celtic. It's a tremendous start and Celtic's obviously got off to a flyer as well out with these last two league games.
1: Let's bring in David and Cumbernauld, see what he made of it today. Hi, panel. Hi, David.
15: Well, I think you'll remember not too long ago, Rangers were in their very lower leagues. And being at the top of the league at this stage of the season was a distant imagination. And now to be at the top of the league, And to the last two league games to be absolute perfection is nothing short of a dream come true for us Rangers fans.
2: Well, it's been eight years, uh, David, and you'll remember every one of those eight years from administration, liquidation, relegation to the lower orders. Uh, It's been a long, old haul for the Rangers supporters and the Rangers players and management. Now, today... The question I'm posing, is this a pivotal day in the Championship or is it a false dawn for you? Rangers now have to accept the mantle of league leaders and try to make sure they don't let go. Celtic have to accept that they are now playing catch-up and how do they handle that situation that they have not known for any of those eight years. So there we have the fascination to cover the... Last 30 games Of the Premiership title How confident
1: are you That you can stay there David?
15: You know uh, Beginning of the season I thought You know We'll do well If we go into December We're not too far off Celtic But now I actually believe Fully That we might Actually win the league And it's, it's Nothing short of Amazing What Stephen Gerrard Has done to this team He's completely Rejuvenised it And there feels to be A hope and a belief in that team that I've not really seen since we actually got back back into the league.
2: The funny thing is that David and other Rangers supporters on the night that Celtic won at Ibrox must have been given thought or food for thought. Uh, you know, to, to lose to Celtic at Ibrox felt like a pivotal day, but since then, Celtic dropping five points out of six. Against teams from the bottom half of the league uh, That has to be a a source
1: of concern to Neil Lennon Alex, the international break Fans like David can go and enjoy themselves And and soak it all in, take the bragging rights (laughs) No one can get carried away in October either way
9: Yeah, Gordon, I think that's uh, Hugh makes an interesting point there In terms of, uh, I think from a Rangers perspective On the back of losing the old Firm game to come back in the manner of showed obviously good character, they've dug out a few results away from home and they are obviously sitting top of the table now, now if we go back to last year, it'll be interesting to see how they react with that pressure because I think there was two, two times I think last year where they, they got to the top of the table and in the following game they never quite sustained anything and Celtic come back and then obviously kicked on so this is an interesting thing, have they learnt from last year, have they got the mental toughness to then kick on uh, and pose questions to Celtic when it really matters So they're all good things to enjoy tonight um, But it is very early in the season
1: Have they got the mental toughness is, is maybe one question Alex But have they got the squad depth would, would be another And when you look at the the changes that, that are being made And the relatively minimal impact that they're having on the team it, it would seem at the moment like they they do have the squad depth To cope with that better than than previously
9: I think that was one of the things that Stephen Gerrard highlighted in the summer, Gordon, when he was saying he was looking to try and get reinforcement Since Don't forget, you've got your seven pounds guy still to come back as well. Uh, you've seen uh, Murphy back today, you know, you've know you got a Rebo still coming back for injury. I'm watching the boy uh, Katic uh, out here running Gordon after the game. Normally I don't pay a great deal of attention to guys what they're running. This guy is, if you're talking about in terms of percentage, he's given everything. He's busting a gut, he's out here himself with the, the fitness coach and you think to yourself, oh, that shows an unbelievable desire now normally you just go through the motions Gordon, we've all been there you've not got a, on the pitch, you've not got the minutes and I'm really impressed about what I'm actually seeing and, and, and the thing is, you know what will happen is the fitness guy will go back into Steven Gerrard and he'll go oh my god what a shift he's just put in so there seems to be a good feeling about everything that's going on at Rangers at the moment and clearly showing that on the pitch
6: yeah, um, it's, it's quite surprising that the rest of the squad isn't out doing the running as well. So, well done to Cattage, because that's what usually happens after a game. I'm usually sitting where Alec is, freezing. Uh, but, no, it's all about Rangers today, you've got to say. They were given a great opportunity after, you know, Livingston beating Celtic, and they've taken that. You've And the Rangers fans are over the moon. The goals is... You're looking at 10 goals in two home games, Gordon. And... Okay, you expect to beat Hamilton today No disrespect But five is still a good score You beat Aberdeen Who have always been up there challenging And under Derek McInnes Who was nearly a Rangers manager at one point They thrashed in five last week as well They've went top of the league But as Alec rightly said They've been there before Uh, I don't think the Rangers manager will get carried away But I think this season And that was a great point you come out with I think they've got a decent enough squad to really mount that challenge.
2: Yeah, I mean, you simply can't argue with that. I'd like a Celtic supporter to come on and say that we are wrong to suggest that Rangers are title contenders. Unless you're delusional, you must now appreciate that something's going on. I mean, not only did Celtic drop all three points today, but the discipline went to pieces as well You know, Christy, off Julienne by the end of the game uh, He was all over the place He had lost the plot uh, He got a booking uh, I said to you at the time That if the game had lasted pretty much longer He'd have found enough time To get himself sent off as well uh, He was pulled apart By a player who was at Queen of the South last season uh, So Today And last weekend should be a a source of
1: concern For Neil Lennon Uh, Don't worry, big money centre-halves can have off days Because
5: Harry Maguire has just missed
1: the sitter of all sitters for Man United He was only
5: 80 million (laughs) 80 million What, four yards out, three header? Oh, that's a shocker not having the best afternoon Is he? he Just gave up a chance There as well So Not the best one for Harry
1: 01419511025 That's the number you need If you would rather tweets Then you'll find us At s s b Roberto says Well done Rangers Yet again Stepped up to the mark And took advantage of Celtic's Slip up back Where we belong We shall not be moved <laughs> Says Roberto on Twitter And RFC At Scott Says Total stroll today Still had to do the job And great to see Jamie Murphy back Unlucky not to have Two goals Uh, Scott that's just a Maybe the sort of um, Icing on the cake If you like Alex It's it's all about The the performance The points The manner of the win Um, But to welcome someone Like that back And add even more um, Options to Stephen Gerrard In those attacking areas I'm sure everyone Was was happy to see that
9: Yeah absolutely Gordon It was a young poster, come on in the middle of the park as well and he, he, he dinked the ball over the top. It looks as if Jamie Murphy just strayed offside and I think he's rattled the far post from his effort and you think to yourself, I'd love to have seen it get in just purely for the point of view as the guys had such a tough time. He got a brilliant reception here, Gordon and I think Hugh it was it said earlier on in terms of that loneliness, you know, you're out for a period of time which is been a hell of a long time. Um, you uh, you know And it is It's, it's a lonely Lonely place Since to see him back here In front of 48,000, 49,000 fans Today was marvellous And I was unlucky Not to get on the goal sheet But he, he made a good contribution I thought Bolster oh, right. come on Made a good contribution as well
1: now let's speak to Joe And Cumbernauld You squeeze this one in Before the break Joe is a Celtic fan well, what, what did you make of that Today Joe?
16: Hey, well well Listen to yourselves boys yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a first time caller Obviously but uh, I felt I felt your, 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 your uh, statements today were a wee bit a wee bit harsh. Yeah, uh, saying Celtic were rattled at the back. Uh, oh, obviously, the big boy Dykes, he's a great big striker. He, he won't be with well obviously, for for long. Uh, I felt uh, Iyer and Big join had to push a bit more forward in the game because of the early sending off. And I don't feel he would have had as much uh, influence on the game. Uh, Otherwise I'd just like know Your thoughts on uh, a is, is that Is that
1: a
5: possible mm. Explanation for it No I, I think I think they were rattled Joe I think right from the off And I highlighted it oh, When oh, I, oh,
16: Sorry I have to disagree with you Well alright Let me see my up, point I No Joe off, I feel the deal him
5: quite well, well Hold on a minute Right okay So going right back To the start of the game Where Julian's Ambling to the ball in his own corner flag And he does not see Robinson coming in behind him He gives away a free kick And it's a And it's a handball that set the tone for me From Julian on onto things And he was the same at the goal And once you start that way It's very difficult to get yourself out that way And Lyndon Dykes does Made a good point Lyndon Dykes on the park Witnessed that And chose to play against him He chose to rough him up And Julian couldn't recover And out the back four I think Two things, I'll let you back in At the back four I think Bolling Golly Was the only one with pass marks I mean Bauer as well When you look at the goal was to blame. He's going forward and he's going wide when he should be Martin, the the guy who eventually scores. So I don't know where your arguments coming from, Joe. It was there. It was plain to see.
16: Well, I'm I'm sorry, but before the sending off, I just felt that the the, the Celtic uh, defence had things under control. I mean, I, I, you, you obviously disagree with me, boys, but. Uh, I'm watching these He's he's just slated The two half. There was a time when uh, Big Julian had to stay up Because of The man shot And and obviously He's having to track back there You're slating him for I thought thought, Not a great game But Under the circumstances
2: Joe Just take the two goals In isolation The defence Is hopeless Utterly Hopeless And can you could slay
16: the defence there, yeah. you, you
6: can't slay the second goal for uh, second the second goal. Was worse, the second goal was worse. A schoolboy no. defending Joe. So, as much as you're saying about the sending off, the, the second goal was nothing to do with sending off. You're talking about Julian was pushed, yeah, he went up front near the end of the game. Dykes, Dykes he, bullied him all game, over he, the he, park he, he, played, the day. he played up front
16: for nearly, nearly about uh. Three quarters of the same half. Come on. So,
6: so you're actually on here saying that he had not a bad game well. I'll tell you what, you must have watched the wrong game. He well. went
16: up. wasn't I didn't say he didn't have a bad game. He went up what, front. What, no, no. Let me, let me finish with my point, please. My point is, you're sweating the, the Celtic defence. But under the circumstances, they had to play differently. That's, that's my point. They had to push forward. They had to... They had to <laughs>
2: They pushed forward forward when it was 2-0, when the panic button had been pressed, when there was no thought given to shape, organisation or anything else, the bio and Edouard running all over the shop, uh, Julienne playing through the middle, but only after it was 2-0, it wasn't for three quarters of the second half at all. Only after it got to 2-0 and Neil Lennon realised that the ball
1: was on the slate. Joe and Cumbernault, thank you for the call. We'll do it again sometime. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard and Brian Rice next.
0: After they play... You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line
1: Alex Ray, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL All here, all waiting to take your calls between now and 6 o'clock 0141 951 1025 is the number you need If you'd rather tweet, then we would be delighted to read them as well At Clyde SSB, Stephen Quinn says Well done to Rangers A hat-trick from our second-choice striker Rangers have the most prolific strike force in the league On the other side of the coin Paul says Take it in the chin Celtic were terrible We handed Rangers top spot Time to dust ourselves off From two poor league games Take positives from Thursday And look forward to the next two games Against Ross County And Lazio Um, The post-match reaction From Steven Gerrard is in Here's what he had to say Following that 5-0 victory Against Hamilton Aquies
10: Another strong win at home Another clean sheet A lot of strong positive Individual performances Within the Team performance, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy. You know, 12 out of 12 in terms of the league fixtures in this block. That was the target and uh, the players have delivered, so yeah, I'm really pleased. Five goals in the top of the league. Is that a perfect way to go into the international league? It's October. There's still tonnes and tonnes of football to be played. This time, uh, in the last block of fixtures, we lost an all-fame, 2-0. A lot of criticism come our way, and rightly so, because we, we didn't perform well enough on the day, so we all deserve that. This time round, we've won four out of four in, in the league and a lot of positive, strong performance, especially here at home. we showed a real good hunger and aggressive, aggressive play about us so that's what I'm looking for. But as I say it's October there's there's no point worrying about really standing the league or getting carried away. There's still too much football to be played. Is so that an added bonus to get Jamie Murphy back after such a long time and George Esmondson ran in his first half? Yeah George was George was faultless. I thought you know his passing's excellent such a confident kid and we're just so blessed with with centre-half options at the moment. Alander had to have an injection in his ankle before the game so he was ruled out. Could have easily used cottage today. We're blessed in that department. They're all doing well. They're all informed. They're all pushing. Uh, In terms of Jamie, it was very nice to see him back. He's been through hell with that injury. It's the worst injury you can get as a footballer, you know, that that ACL injury. So he's worked his socks off to get back and and to get that opportunity. He's looking stronger and stronger in training. Can I ask you what the director of football position suggestions? that... uh... Not my not my decision, not my decision. I don't know how close. I've read what you have written, that's all I know on it. I haven't been updated in terms of whether it's two days away, two months or three months or four months. I've got nothing to tell you on that or no update on it. It's too
1: early to talk about being top of the table, says Stephen Gerrard. Well, that's factually
2: correct. There are 30 games left. Uh, what you have to ask yourself is... What happened this weekend, last weekend? Has that been a pivotal moment in the Championship? Purely and simply for this reason, Gordon. It changes the dynamic. Celtic are second, Rangers are first. How do both of them handle that? Because for eight years, there's never been any doubt about who would win the title. And now, for the first time in or since 2011, I would suggest there is a
1: doubt. About who will win the title uh, Paul and Crookston What's on your mind After that today?
17: Oh hi there Panel um, Yeah brilliant Brilliant um, result I think for Rangers I think 10 goals In the two last league games So well, That kind of tells you The message here now, That yeah. the confidence is high In the, the team So um, Yeah absolutely delighted A lot of players you No, know, Kent still to come back Are you both still to come back The um, Defoe getting a hat trick You know He's classed as a second striker Isn't he to Morelos So all good in the Rangers side of thing. I think for the first time in a wee while, I think going and an national break, we're actually going in the high rather than um, you know, slipping up or anything like that. So just about keeping the momentum going, I, I guess. But I just wanted to say something about the Celtic game as well. I've seen a wee bit of that um, earlier on. Um, and a wee bit about Julian. Now, I think, what was he? £7 million, I think, yep. Celtic paid for him. Was it £7 I mixed yeah, up with £7 million Edwards at nine. But I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if anyone phoned in about it, but the guy goes down. Like a sack of potatoes Twice He did it at Easter Road Riding in pain And he did it today Riding in pain But he's up two minutes later So I mean It's not get done for Play acting or anyway Because it obviously no serious injury from it well,
1: nah. you, can't, you can't get done for that Type of thing You can only get done for simulation If it causes the referee To make a a decision You know if you go down For a penalty When you shouldn't then you can get done for that, but other than that, there's no mechanism in place. Having said that, I think one of you did comment at the time you felt he'd gone down too easily. So that's yeah, that's not Mark, did... But what is he getting yeah. done for? Poor agony no, no, but that's what I'm saying. You can't you can't get done for that. But but no. Paul's right because one of you two. Yeah, but me He
5: says he's he's made a miraculous recovery. You know yeah. he was writhing about in agony and he's back up on his feet two seconds later. But I just think that summed up his day yeah. um, really. And you know he got knocked about from pillar to post. Yeah. couldn't really deal with the physical element and. For your £7 million centre-half You expect hmm. him to stand up To a physical challenge Against Livingston And he certainly didn't today When you hear Stephen
2: Gerrard talking about Being blessed In central defence Because of Edmondson uh, Katic still to come back When you hear uh, Stephen Gerrard speaking about Defoe and Morelos With 26 goals between them Then you have the basis of Something And Celtic at the moment It would appear to be Edward or nothing Up front And at the back Serious question marks Were asked
1: Of Julian in particular today He simply fell apart well, Are you Are you uh, Revising your own opinion then Because um, You no, know you uh, spoke about This potential coming of age yeah. and, and so on But but then again I know you are That's what you said on that day um, Yeah Because I, of, I, that that reflected he, the performance To be Fair to him
2: He was outstanding at Ibrox on a day when Celtic were all over the park outstanding but today he fell Mm. apart under the pressure uh, that Lyndon Dykes exerted on him and at both goals uh, Julian was found wanting seriously wanting and by the end of the game he had lost the place and he was charging all over the park and you know today he did not do his
5: reputation much good today, At Ibrox I mean, he did it uh, an awful play, lot The good. players will have bad games will yeah, know, Julian, Julian no in... won't go through the full season Without having a bad game the, the bad thing for him was That you look for your teammates to bail you out When you're having a bad game And unfortunately for him and Celtic There wasn't many bailing him out It was all a similar day for Celtic So that was the downside for him The Celtic players and Neil Lennon today Alex what do you make of Stephen Gerrard's assessment there?
9: I thought I was very honest. Uh, he's obviously delighted because he spoke about taking the maximum points in the league, Gordon, which was important to him on the back of that disappointment getting into the last international losing against Celtic. But he's absolutely spot on. I said it prior to hearing, hearing Stephen Gerrard. It's so early in the season, Gordon, that you know, but you have to capitalise on being on the top, it's no good getting there in October and then the following week coming back for International Week then you you get beat and that happened twice last year this is a, a squad that's very early in its development, Gordon Celtic have years to have the same personnel o- over a long period of time. This is Stephen Gerrard, what, 15, 16 months into his reign, and he just finds his way to try and get a group of players that can actually compete against Celtic, uh, and they're doing very well at the moment in terms of the performances, in terms of the actually winning games. So, you know, I think it was uh, fairly kind of
1: level-headed stuff. From Stephen Gerrard Let's hear from Brian Rice And what he had to make of it Well that was really
13: tough Just what I expected Coming here I've seen a lot of Rangers And I keep saying it They're attacking players As good as I've seen In a long 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 time And it's very difficult When you come here Especially when you get An early goal well, I, seen, I can't praise Rangers Highly enough But I'm not here To praise Rangers I'm here to look after My own team We could have went under We could really have really under We didn't So I'm, t- I'm trying to take the positives Out of what I saw I end up with a lot of young players On the pitch I end up with a lot of young players Still showing for the ball And trying to go on the ball I just said to them, they never gave in. They kept going. You know, yeah, we lost five now. Anybody can come here and lose five now. Anybody can go to Sel- Parkhead apart and lose. For me, Celtic and Rangers are on a different planet to else in this division. The gap for me now between Celtic and Rangers is as big as I've ever seen in my 40, 45, 40 year Scottish football. The gap between, Celt- I know Celtic lost today. Under normal circumstances, Celtic and Rangers, the gap is enormous. Is there much you can do when you come to Ibrox and Ranger or playing like that? Do your best. Do your best, try to make it easy for them. And we try their best. We know who we are. You know, We've come here, with very, very difficult. I see teams in English Premiership going to games and losing eight. I see teams in the Champions League losing seven at home. It's hurting. We want to do better. And we'll need to try and do better. But, like I say, we're coming to places like this where they're exceptional. I don't make any qualms or bones about that. They're exceptional. I
1: know you don't have a game immediately to trip through it.
13: Uh, normally I don't like the international break Normally I don't like it I like to keep playing Saturday after Saturday after Saturday For me that's when football should be played But this time I'm quite looking forward to the break You know we've had a tough, tough run of games We've had three away games And one of the home games with have Celtic And I just think you know, we just need to regroup now Rest the boys up And now we're getting a, a set of fixtures We'll expect to
1: take points from Thank you very much Paul and Crookston Much appreciated uh, for you getting in touch the biggest gap between the old firm and the rest, Brian Rice has seen in forty years.
2: Uh, I'll top that in the fifty years that I've been working in this profession. It's the biggest gap, really. Uh, yeah, uh, because
1: uh, and I, I take I, it you're looking you're looking beyond Celtic's defeat today. Is, is it about a bigger picture than that? Yes, it is, um, because
2: you know there, there are two points between Celtic and Rangers, uh, so they are tight. One game could change everything there. However. There are five big clubs in the Premiership. Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen. Aberdeen are miles away from Celtic and Rangers now. Hearts and Hibs, they're not even top six. So uh, that takes care of the big clubs. Ross County, Motherwell with the greatest of respect to them. St Mirren, whoever, St Johnston... They simply don't count when it comes to talking about the title race So uh, if Hearts, Hibbs and Aberdeen have gone That tells you why the gap between Celtic and Rangers and the rest Is the biggest it has mm. ever
1: been Alex Ray, what do you think?
9: Uh, I think we said on the show a couple of weeks ago Gordon, that we felt as if it was going to be a minimum of 15 or 20 points Between the, the old firm and third place uh, I still I still stand by that I think the, the gap is uh, considerable. You look at the key teams: Hearts, uh, Aberdeen, uh, and you know they don't look as if they're anywhere near what they, it's going to be to compete with the t- top two. Motherwell's doing ever so well under Stephen Robinson. You know, I think there's only a couple of points, two, uh, two or three points to Celtic. So you know they're, they're keeping up their end of things, but whether they can sustain that over a period, so the gap is massive, gotten and, and getting back to Brian Rice here, I thought that was another. Fairly uh, honest assessment of things And he's absolutely right he, he, You're looking at the Hamilton players gone. They've got young boys charging about and, and they were doing their level best But on, on the showing And the level and quality It was miles yeah. away from them
1: And by the way Hugh Just to qualify that as as we always do And we always should do That's the way it should be well, yeah. Let's be under no illusions If we're talking about budget and resources yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hamilton Aki's are going there in, in front of 50,000 yeah. Where Rangers are bringing on Ex England internationals, starting yeah. with ex England internationals, bringing on Colombian internationals. So that's the way it should be. That's not to, to bum up Celtic and Rangers and, and, and give them more praise than they're due. They're, they're due praise to a certain extent. Yeah, the, the, the playing field
2: has never been less level. Uh, Celtic and Rangers, uh, you know, you can even say that Celtic, in terms of cash, are far Healthier than Rangers But the the two of them Together The kind of money They can generate The kind of money They can Go And get If they need it uh, That's the way It should be Yes you're absolutely right But Mm -hmm. In days gone by Fergie won a league title At Aberdeen Jim McLean Won a league title At Dundee United Hearts uh, Were Seven minutes away From winning a league title When Davy Hay Was Celtic's manager But Davy Hay Won the title in the end that will, in my estimation, never, ever happen again.
1: Uh, Alex, Greg has been in touch on Twitter. He says, The turnaround in Barisic has been unreal. One of the most consistent performers when most thought he was in the way out. Deserves a mention. It's a good talking point for the Rangers fans.
9: Yeah, I said a few weeks ago, I think it was a St Mirren game, Gordon. Um, it was time. I was questioning whether he had the heart to actually play at Rangers. But since that period, that winning goal, He has um, really kicked on, again, when he picked up the ball, uh, I think it was probably about 25 yards, uh, in a similar position to where he scored against St Marin. I looked to Andrew and went, that's identical, and he has rifled it right into the postage stamp, so that kind of, when I see Barisic, I see a guy who's got good qualities, Gordon, he can bomb forward, when he gets into decent areas, he wraps a really good ball in, and, I seen him for a period of time where he was just checking back and taking the easy option, and I'm saying that's the polar opposite. And and I was seeing that earlier on, so he's clearly got the confidence. Uh, it looks to me as if he has secured that left back berth. Uh, you know, uh, his own, and uh, he's he's grown and grown in stature, and you have to compliment him when he's doing that. Uh, and I, I'm rightly trying to do that at the moment, and. Uh, if he's pitching in with the odd goals We, we, we said about Golsan again uh, yesterday in the show We were saying about uh, as him scored again So you know th- They're all making a big contribution Gordon And they're going to have to do that And they're going to have to kind of stand up over Tough times and harder games than, than there was today
1: Full
5: backs union Mark Wilson Are yep. you hats off to Barisic for the, the, the recent improvement? Yeah I have to agree with Alex here I mean <laughs> since... Lee Wallace or the demise of Lee Wallace a couple of years ago or, or even longer. Rangers have never really had a settled left back. I think it's been one of their problem positions and they've tried to put midfielders in there. They've tried to put guys who play with a right foot in there and they're crying out for somebody who can, you know, be comfortable in the ball but deliver quality as well. And I think Barisic is that man at the moment. He's certainly a confidence player and he's got a lot of it just now so he's. That really deserves to be number it's got, one. To, it's
6: got to be down to playing the games And I think that he thinks now The Rangers manager believes in him Thinks he's good enough He's got a bit of competition there as well And obviously scoring a couple of goals Helps your confidence Especially at Ibrooks.
1: Mark is in Hamilton He's got concerns about the Celtic midfield We'll speak to him next
0: The games are over The talking begins 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards Open Line
1: uh, let's get straight back to the phones And speak to Mark in Hamilton He's been waiting for ages My apologies Mark The floor is yours
18: Thanks Gordon I'm going at a midfield at, uh, the last couple of away games The uh, first Celtic And I worry about the manager If he knows how to play Any different players in there Seems to be the same players Getting picked every week for games And they're not following the strength Callum McGregor today, he, Callum can I think he needs a wee break At the moment They should have had sham Playing in there today Um I look at the left back I heard Matt Wilson saying He get, um, we gave him the only player to get points Well I don't know what game Mark's watching <laughs> But uh, I don't see that And I'd like to know what the young lad called Mamluk is What's happened to him
5: Well I was I was watching the same game as you Mark But uh, I mean ball and golly I thought he looked comfortable On the ball I thought out the back four He probably was the pick of um, Not saying he was great But probably the pick of In terms of McGregor I said in the show on Thursday that I don't think they would be anything wrong with leaving McGregor out here and there. Hughes came up with that start of the day which is incredible amount of games he's played. And sometimes you, you you can just, you know, run out of steam a wee bit and maybe a, a week or two sitting on the bench might do you the world of good. They've got in who I think plays better, in that position than he does the number 10. So Celtic have got a ready-made mm. player to go in there. Uh,
1: Mark, I'm just wondering though, that in terms of... Questioning Neil Lennon And if he, if he knows Is the problem Not Thursday night Because Thursday night Callum McGregor plays And plays brilliantly And he Surely he can understand Wanting to keep that same midfield
18: uh, I can see that Gordon But the, see the day's game And Thursday night's game is a totally different game We know that, how Rick like, Livingston's the, the park And it's, it's all big lads And it's Fight for every ball we don't have that in our team With Carl McGregor doesn't stand out there And I know he's played, what is it, 8-1 games yeah,
1: well,
18: Outstanding But if but you're saying Neil Lennon should have to look at it and see Where am I going to have to change the personnel in a game In different games
2: But if, you're saying, if you're saying, Mark uh, We just don't have that Then you better find it Because uh, No,
18: of course But that's up to the manager to find that To me, Q, he's got to play different systems and different games
1: who then Mark Because the, the, as much as A lot of people are Like Livy and Cham And what he does He, he doesn't strike you As the sleeves rolled up Type either So, so who If it's not Callum McGregor On days like this Who is
18: it a bit more dug Than that uh, Today Gordon I really do Neil's got to My, my opinion is, He's got to change The teams and personnel For different games Can he just keep playing The same players Who else and, would you have left North out
6: North Mark, Mark You mentioned McGregor right And I can understand Your point uh-huh. Who else would you have left who
18: do you um, who you taking out but, for Thursday night? From Thursday night. Well, well that, you're right enough, Globe. Right? I can understand what you're saying, right? But I'm just talking about I look at that game a day against mm-hmm. Livingston. It's a totally different game. Clues mm-hmm. will come out and want to play the exact same way as Celtic and Celtic were brilliant. But Lovingston are not going to do that. Yeah. So
2: there's yeah.
18: no much there's no there's not a lot of room in there for but just we need to start thinking about how we start playing there. We can go to playing two up front as well. The big lad playing up front today And just isolated Nothing from him You can tell right away There's no happening for him He's just running about there We need to know Where we need to change in different
6: Yeah the greatest in The greatest thing And in, in Gordon and I We're talking about it Right As a manager Probably Neil will go Tonight And he'll be sitting thinking Should I change it But See even if he changes it And makes Three or four changes And he has got players At his disposal That should be good enough To play against Livingston Right There's no doubt about that See he still lost that game he come in for criticism For,
1: for making too many but changes too,
6: too many changes People would say After a performance After a confidence of Thursday night Why is he changing things about Why well, is he not, playing not, too not, up front Not if they worked though <laughs> Yeah but, but if it doesn't work Gordon That's a gamble you take I think I think we all looked at his team mm. uh, Before the game and thought Probably his strongest starting 11 Who knows how difficult it's going to be all credit to Livingston. It backfired in Celtic Livingston. Just whatever.
1: another question that that Mark raised here, and I think it's it's definitely a good talking point. If we if we make it clear on on which terms we're having this discussion, we're mm. not saying that if Greg Taylor had played today, Celtic wouldn't have won the game, right? So so let's put that to one side. Yeah. But as, as a general discussion, at the moment, what, what about that signing? He has been here for eight games. Yeah. He's made it onto the bench once, yeah. and he's made it onto the field. No, n- For no minutes so you, far You're entitled to
2: flag it up As a source of mystery And I wish I could give you An answer to the mystery uh, But I don't have one uh, You know this was a guy Who played week in week out For Kilmarnock Who played sufficiently well For Celtic To think he's worth A couple of million of our money uh, And who had made it into Steve Clark's International squad But Cannot get anywhere mm. near The first team Perhaps his time will come After this break Because Uh, Mark is highlighting the fact that uh, Celtic uh, Know how to play with a dinner suit on But they don't know how to play with dungarees on And they're going to have to get the dungarees on Because the next away game is Aberdeen at Pataudry They were poor at Hamilton But got away with it 1-0 They were poor at Easter Road Didn't get away with it, got a draw They were poor at Livingston today And certainly didn't get away with it Dropped another 3
1: points So Paying for the dungarees Mark what do you make of this Greg Taylor thing and It is yeah. worth repeating We're not yeah. saying Celtic Didn't beat Livingston Because Greg Taylor Wasn't on the bench But Mark's more than entitled To ask the question yeah. Why you sign a guy For 2 million quid And in 8 games He's had On the bench once
5: Yeah it's a strange one Because As well as Ball and goal He's done since Ibrox There is Games that he could have played And the, oh. the most notable one was oh, a Was he was he, cup he was he's cup tied, tied for Thistle yeah. Yeah. But you would have thought He, he may have Came in for for some minutes. Uh, surprising me, the bench. or even on the bench. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the one for me. International recognition as well. It's surprising. Um, I'm with you though. I still believe he will play a part sometime. But I would like to see him. I think the Celtic fans would like to see him, especially because he knows the league. It's not as if he's new to the league. He, he he played almost every game for Kelly. So it's surprising that he's nowhere to be seen. But I'm sure he'll he'll take part sometime. Mark some good points Well made Thank you
1: for the call Let's see what Stevie And Bishop Briggs Has to offer Hi Stevie
19: Hi there Good evening again lads Hi Stevie um, By the way Hugh, many congratulations 50 years Somebody gave you A gold watch
2: fella <laughs> mm. uh, It's 50 years On the 5th of January uh, In the, the coming year So uh, I, I don't expect A gold watch But I do expect A we glass present. of red I'll <laughs> <Yeah, we laughs>
19: do My point tonight Lads is And Hugh You know that I've always been One of these guys that's not been a fan of Neil Lennon After watching that today Is it time Catching up with Neil Lennon Rangers have went top of the league It is game on for the league I'm a football supporter more than a Celtic supporter Hugh. okay, I'm a football man And I do believe it's now Game on for this league Everybody's roaring about 10 in a row And as you rightly said to me one of the times When I phoned in Neil Lennon has to get the 9 in a row before we go for 10 or And it backs down to the board once again Hugh The board gave Neil Lennon the job If this isn't working The board need to start looking about And saying who are we going to replace him with Because In the long term I know there's only about 30 games left to go And Stephen Gerrard makes a valid point About being top of the league tonight It's a long way to go It is a long way to go But the board, Celtic board They've gave Neil Lennon the position And I told you why they gave him it They gave him it to save money He wasn't in a job And it was the easy way out Let's give Neil the job But if things aren't working Surely Time is catching up with Neil Lennon
2: Well first of all To keep it in perspective uh, The Celtic board Have backed Neil Lennon To the hilt Millions of pounds have been spent Uh, Now it's down to Neil He's got to make it work But I mentioned yesterday that I believe in Scottish football there's something called scapegoat syndrome. Uh, James Tavernier got it in the neck for Rangers defeat in Bern. Neil Lennon's getting it in the neck now uh, because of an admittedly awful result and awful performance against Livingston. But three days ago, he was the top man because he had uh, put Celtic top of the Europa League group he had thrilled the crowd at Celtic Park with the nature of Celtic's display against Cluj. And now, three days later, Stevie, you're suggesting the board should now be looking for a replacement for Neil Lennon. That, well, sure. that, that for me, is scapegoat syndrome. It's no
19: scapegoat syndrome, Hugh. Sure, sure. I was at the game when that team put Celtic out, the Champions League. Neil Lennon stood in the dugout And didn't he look as if he was going to make any changes There were guys sitting beside me Turn around saying We've got two defenders here Warming up at the back of the goal Get them stripped Get them on Try and save this mob scoring goals And it never happened
2: He made a a mistake In terms of team selection Uh, Playing McGregor at full back Brendan Rodgers tried it And it rebounded in him
1: But I mean uh, are, we st- are we still going back to Cluj In the Champions League? No is we
12: sh- that- uh, We're yeah, going is that- game
6: We're going game for game here yeah. uh, the, the minute the Neil Lennon on Thursday night After Thursday night Every Celtic fan the, Even the doubters Were saying I got it wrong Neil Lennon's a man for a job yeah. He goes today And he's getting the neck That's the nature of the, the beast when That's
2: Neil, football When Neil won at Ibrooks, He was a genius When he defeated Cluj on Thursday night, he was a genius. Uh, But now, the Celtic supporters don't know which way to turn in terms of criticism. They don't know whether to start with Neil Lennon, Christopher Julian, Ayer, whatever. They're they're now bringing out the scattergun and everyone's getting it and it's the natural reaction to Rangers being on top
5: of the league Hmm. Stevie, I, I mean, it's incredible how, how things turned so quickly. From Neil at Ibrox in the Europa League, you know, even the away game in Rennes, you know, he sets the team up well, he looks, you know, attacking that he could cause problems, to an off day in Livingston and he should be replaced. I mean, I know being a manager, you don't get much time, but hmm. that's taking it to extremes. But eight games into this league season. Stevie answered his own question there by saying, there's only 30 games to go But perhaps We should look for a change Incredible I mean Neil
19: Listen the reason I'm saying Look for a change boys Is right And that's let's be honest Right These are football guys Celtic's going for 9 in a row The Celtic supporters want 9 in a row They're not interested in the Europa League Honestly I made that point But they want the 9 in a row So they want a manager That's going to get them Over that line to win this nine in a
1: row that, that, That's that's all true Stevie But surely all of that Only comes into question When you're Significantly more than Two points behind With 30 games to go
19: Well But Is it no better Sorting it out Before you go Nine, ten points behind So, so, so,
1: so if Celtic had won today You would have kept Neil Lennon But now that they're Two points behind He's got to go No
19: I wouldn't have kept Neil Lennon I told you before boys I wouldn't have had him in the job I wouldn't hear Gave him the job
1: Okay, Stevie We'll have to leave it there Thank you very much That would be the final call Of the evening Stevie and Bishop Briggs Hugh Keevans Sum it all up for us We've been here for 6 hours and 15 minutes And it's been quite a day
2: But was that day pivotal Or was this day the, uh, The start of a false dawn It's now for Celtic and Rangers To address those questions Rangers are on top Do they have the nerve To hold on to that position Celtic are in second place Do they have the
1: nerve To go one better Lots of questions You can give us the answers On tomorrow night's show Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray Are back from 6 o'clock Make sure you join us On the phones and on Twitter uh, In the meantime Just stay where you are Because the UK Chart Show Is up next